Uh, I'm your host, Rachel. And joining me today to talk about the year that, of our Lord, 2023, a.k.a. the most cursed year. That's <laughs> <laughs> has some stiff competition, too. I know, yeah. right? Like, it's kind of, it's horrible and also impressive how every year just gets worse. Yeah. It just keeps topping the last. You're making yeah. me sad. <laughs> I know. I, it's a good way to start a show. It's a good way to start a celebration. Just make everybody hella sad. <laughs> Those dulcet tones you're hearing right now are, of course, my co-host Ariel. Hello. Sarah. Hi. And I'm mixing it up. I'm totally switching up the order. Matilda. Hello. Hello, Gorginas. How are you? I know I was joking about year 2023 being a wide awake nightmare, but how yeah. are you guys holding up? Uh, I, I, I woke up this morning. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> small Me victories. <laughs> Celebrate them all. Yeah. yeah, I'm like combat crawling to the finish line here. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we are yeah. actually recording this on December 31st. It is 12.50 p.m., um, you know, so we still got, we've got 12 hours to go until this, you know, like we still get could get wiped off the, the planet. There's time. Yeah. <laughs> There's time. Uh, I'm going to warn our listeners right now. I just arrived from a noontime New Year's Eve party, which to me as an elder statesman feels brilliant. Have you guys yeah, ever attended correct. a noontime? Have you ever attended a noontime New Year's party? I have not, but that sounds no. magical. I mean, yes. there were a lot of kids there, which okay. is great. You know, yeah. like that's perfect. But mm -hmm. I think even for like, you know, childless crones like this crew, we should be having noontime yeah, New Year's, New Year's Eve yes. brunch. That sounds yeah. great. Yeah, right? Like who's to say which midnight is the superior New Year's midnight, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Start drinking early. Sure. I'm That's down. what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I'm one mimosa deep already. <laughs> you still get home and you still get home before the drunks come out. And you, yeah. And yeah, yeah. You're in your you're in your jammies by nine o'clock. Yeah, they were exactly. all sitting there talking about the takeout they were ordering for dinner tonight, and I was like, "This is the best plan I've ever heard." <laughs> mm -hmm. Apparently, there's some place that has like a box of fancy Thai food that comes to your house and has Ooh. edible flowers and shit. I'm like, "Yeah, That's grandma great. want." Grandma hung. Oh. Let's make it happen. <laughs> Embrace our crone era. I like yeah. it. Mm -hmm. Oh, crone era. Hold on. <laughs> Adding it to the notes of t-shirts we need to make. Right. I'm in the crone era. My crone era. Okay, got it. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, like I said, this is our year in review. So we're going to be talking about our top 10 horror movies this year. We're going to be talking about trends in horror. We're going to be talking about plans for the future, all kinds of stuff. Um, but to kick it off, I think maybe trends in horror is a good place to start. As we look back at 2023, is there anything that really stands out to you guys as something that speaks to what horror, what, what the deal was with horror this year? A lot of queer characters. Yeah. yeah so many more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are also, like, a lot of horror about, like, pregnancy and maternal ambivalence and, like, I mean, and that obviously is like a reflection of what's sadly happening in our culture right now. Indeed. Uh, also, like Frankenstein movies centering around women, too. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. We've got like at least three of those this year that I can mm -hmm. think of. Mm hmm. Yeah. Also, um, as we've seen every year, a lot more people of color 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I do feel like the voices and the depiction of horror has become much more a reflection of our actual world. Yeah. Yeah. Which is exciting. And I do, it's another one I thing I attribute to uh, the rare positive thing that came out of the pandemic and like is opening a vacuum that allowed a lot of new voices to break through. Yeah, it feels like that's mm-hmm. just kind of continued since well, then. Yeah, and, and streaming's made it so much easier to see yeah. foreign mm-hmm. films and see other ideas and thoughts and Yeah. So, yeah. I think yeah. you're totally right. Yeah. The other thing I would say is like all of the tent poles were pretty <laughs> underwhelming this year. Mm-hmm. Like this was a year where we were like, oh, yeah. we're getting a new scream, we're getting a new exorcist, we're getting a new evil dead we're getting and for the most part like it was the weird independent movies that actually were more exciting yes mm-hmm. yeah yeah then for the most part those were kind of schwanging wang right year. yeah i expected mm-hmm. those to be like some of my favorites and none of those made it onto my list so yeah 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 it's also an i wonder if we look back if we'll be able to see if it's just coincidence or if it like a lot of times horror we know is a reflective like anxieties or mm-hmm. different cultural aspects. This was also the year of the weird meaningless mil- slow burn. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, the nothing, <laughs> like the nothing happens movie. Yes. Yeah. Meaningless uh-huh. is probably uh, too harsh. A nothing happens is more. <laughs> right. We had like Skinamarink. We had the outwaters. We had the Anismen. Like it was all kind of, there was a, there was like a, just like and there was a moment where there was like a bunch of these movies that were incredibly divisive like that was something that stood out to me um the frankenstein definitely registered but i hadn't thought about it you're right they're all female-centric frankenstein stories yeah because poor things um and the angry black girl and her monster and birth rebirth yeah all of them yep Uh, autonomy bodily autonomy Yeah, yeah exactly yep i totally agree on a more positive note, the other big trend, and this is something I actually just, I recorded the year end with Bloody Good Horror and we talked about this a little bit, was that like, this was a great year for women in horror. Mm-hmm. The last yeah. handful of years yeah. artistically has been really great, but this is the first year we've really seen it at the box office, which is super exciting. True. We had things like Cocaine Bear did really, really well. Yeah, Five Megan Nights was, at Freddy's. Five Nights at Freddy's was a massive hit. And then Megan was written by a woman, Akilah yeah. Cooper. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we are, we're, we've been like singing the praises of women-helmed horror films for the last few years, which we'll get into in a little bit. But this was the first year that you really saw like cha-ching at the box office. Yeah. I just hope that means like more opportunities going forward. I mean, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, we live in a capitalist yeah. as fuck exactly. society. Exactly. Yeah. So it's funny how if you give women opportunities... <laughs> Good how these things for <laughs> yes amazing uh-huh. i guess yeah so that's really exciting so i don't know it's an interesting year i think the frankenstein thing is probably the biggest like indication of where we are culturally but yeah yeah all that stuff is interesting all right awesome any other thoughts on 2023 before we get into our actual top 10 no, let's do this and say sayonara to fucking 2023. Yes. <laughs> let's get out of here. All right. You know what? I do want to do one thing. Do you okay. have like one good positive thing that happened this year? Oh, geez. Yeah, well, I got that's right. Pollyanna over here. <laughs> Sarah, I like the Gratitude cut of your lip. You first. 
Uh, well, let's see. I got to see uh, Sparks and They Might Be Giants at the oh, Hollywood yeah. Bowl, which was first time Sparks had ever played at the Hollywood Bowl. And awesome. it was like a dream come true for them. Um, and so that was super awesome. Uh, met Danny Trejo. Met oh, David yeah. J of uh, Bauhaus, cool. Tones on Tails, and Love and Rockets fame. Awesome. And uh, went to uh, Darker Wave Fest, which was pretty freaking awesome. Got to see New Order and Human League and a whole bunch of people. So that was at least fun between the, the, the muck and the mire. And, yeah. and of course, and of course, you know the uh, yearly, uh, the yearly week long camping trip that does a body good. Yeah, which you two, which y'all should come amazing. out to next year because it's going to be Star Wars themed. Oh jeez, I feel like that would do my body bad because I would be unleashed and also sleeping on the ground. <laughs> air mattress, dude. <laughs> I mean, girl, have you ever slept on an air mattress? Yes. By by about three a.m., you're on the ground. <laughs> Oh, see, we, we, Sleeping we just pad, gave you Randy to run a trailer. <laughs> <laughs> What's the saying about the air mattress? It's for people who want to sleep on the ground, but not right away. Yes, that is correct. <laughs> that is actually correct. How about you, Tilly? What was some good things that happened this year? Uh, well, the first one that comes to my mind is you m moved five minutes away from me. Yeah. <laughs> that's a pretty great thing that happened this year. Um, yeah. That's been so great. So we can be like, I'll be right over and really mean it. Yes. It's wild. <laughs> yeah. It's so fast. It's really fast. Um, what else happened this year? I took some great trips, including one that was um, this year was... 30 years i celebrated 30 years with mr matilda um congratulations amazing thank you and we took uh, the biggest trip we've taken in uh, in a long time maybe ever you needed uh, it yes which was to um both the czech republic and austria and saw some spooky mm -hmm. sites around both um saw some great art saw a lot of bones um saw an underground an underground black metal bar that I like texted Rachel okay I'm going in like <laughs> yeah. I don't come back I was last seen in the black metal scene in Prague um and yeah we um we had a great time um saw a lot of nature but overall I'm ready for this year to be done yeah yeah yeah, yeah. All right, Ariel, you can do it. Oh, One positive thing. <laughs> One. You got this. Uh, yeah, I'm really racking my brain, and I'm not trying to be, like, melodramatic. I just can't think of anything that's, like, exciting that happened to me this year and positive. Right. Um, I started a new job, which was great. Mm. And <laughs> I get to work with Rachel now. <laughs> Yay! <again>. <laughs> <laughs> so that's been good. Um maybe the cause of this wasn't positive, but I have gotten a chance to spend a lot more time with family this year. And that has actually been really nice, but mm -hmm. um, that's honestly, that's about it. Oh, I'm about to move, which is yes! awesome. Yes! I mean, not very far. I'm moving like to the other end of my complex. Sadly, it was not where I wanted to move. Live there. Yeah. <laughs> but it'll be a bigger place. So we won't be so scrunched, which will be really nice. <laughs> that is awesome. All right. I'll take it. You know what? 
like sometimes the silver linings are thin, but they're <laughs> still there. <laughs> and I would say living five minutes from Matilda is definitely one of the best things this year. And as is being able to work with you again, Ariel, because Aww. now you mm. have to talk to me almost every day. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> which I love. And I also have an ally in meetings, which I love. <laughs> I was like, at least one person in here respects me. <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> um, okay, other things that were positive this year. I went to Roswell, which was really cool. Mm-hmm. Went and communed with the aliens. And by that, I mean, I went and saw all of the millions and millions of cutout, like, like, uh, woodcut aliens that are everywhere. Roswell <laughs> knows its branding. Like, you want to <laughs> take a picture with a U- like a McDonald's shape like a UFO, you can. You want to take a picture with a woodcut uh, alien with eating a burrito outside of a burrito shop, you can. I mean, um, honestly, the kitsch of that sounds kind of amazing. That's mm-hmm. the best part of it. I will tell yeah. you, like, uh, culturally, it's a little, uh, a little all over the place, but okay. the, the kitsch <laughs> is high and worth going and seeing for sure um we also went to albuquerque and santa uh santa fe which were that's true right yes sorry um and they were both amazing (laughs) (laughs) my brain albuquerque and santa fe are fun um got family that lives in uh moriarty which is like a used to be a little farming community um in albuquerque probably a suburb now but fun fact uh had a uh, family had a family reunion there, and we bought the town of Moriarty out of all of its booze. Oh my god, that feels <laughs> that's <grand>. impressive. <laughs> that feels yeah, that feels on brand. Uh-huh. <laughs> and also yeah. makes me want to party with your family real bad. And then right. also yes. know that I really shouldn't because I would be I would overserve myself. We would not be able to keep up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or I, but I would really try. <laughs> no, the, the, my my. Uh, my aunt's always like, yeah, just, you know, there's no inv- no invitation needed. Just come on over on Sundays and watch football. And I'm like, I can't hang with you. I got things to do. I can't, like, they start with the first, with the first football game in the morning at like 9 a.m. Uh-huh. And don't finish drinking until the last football game ends on Sunday night. Holy cow. That's mm. a lot of drinking. Is there a lot of Ooh. eating, though? Because if there were yes, a good there snack. Yes, there is also a lot of eating. Okay. Mm. That but, sounds I more mean, doable then. <laughs> I, I've seen, like, they'll kill a case of champagne and mimosas oh. at, like, the two o'clock game and then start <laughs> drinking beer. Sounds awesome. Wow. Impressive. Very cool. So, okay, other positive things. I... Oh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, I have one more positive thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kat and I celebrated 10 years of <gasps> marriage and Yay! 19 years together. That's so hey, congratulations. Cool. Congratulations. Yes. That's amazing. We got to do like a belated little get together. We really, really mm-hmm. do. This this year, we got to all get together. But in that, <laughs> even if that, if that means going to Portland, then we go to Portland yes, because we need here. to all get together. Wait till the I, weather's nice, then come here. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm manifesting that for 2024. If at some point, we can figure that out. So um, no pressure. So what though. I'm hearing is keep the last... Uh, Three weeks of July open. (laughs) So rude and slightly (laughs) accurate. (laughs) Yes. So other positive things I went and I for I have known the guys who used to formerly run the Splattercast for 15 years. 
crazy. Never met except for DJ, obviously. Um, but I went to Nebraska. So it was the first time I'd ever been to Nebraska. And I magically picked a good weekend. So the weather was nice. And I hung out with those guys for the first time. We rented an Airbnb and we had an absolute blast. We made a short film, which you can see on the Outpost Unknown um, YouTube channel. It is like our t- attempt to make a movie about with a puppet. And I think it turned out pretty good considering we'd never done it mm-hmm. before. But it was very fun to like get FaceTime with them, bond, have some drinks, play the thing. Uh, which is a game that we should play. It is so much fun. Although okay. Matilda will destroy us because it's all about like reading people. Damn it. Um, <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> so just so you know, she's going to crush. But that game <laughs> is hella fun. So that was a big silver lining moment. I'm trying to think if there were anything else. I met Stormy, Stormy Daniels. That was kind of a silver lining moment. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Icon. <laughs> um, yeah. And I think there are probably a handful of other really. There were. I had a lot of heartache and a lot of fun this year yeah. you know going to yeah. miami was a yeah. lot of fun meeting yeah. with people who i love for the first time was a lot of fun going to uh, comic-con and hosting that panel for the yeah. for tegan and sarah was terrifying but ultimately a lot of fun so there were like a lot of really amazing moments going away to our, our annual Folsom trip matilda was a lot of fun i'm just mm-hmm. scrolling through my photos now looking at all the things that we did this year <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, it was definitely a mixed bag to say the least, but there were a lot of beautiful moments, too. So I don't know. I will remember things about this year fondly as well as fuck my life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. High highs and low lows. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of heartache this year. Yeah. But yeah. you know what? It's a fresh start. We get to start all over upward. again. Hopefully this year will be full with a lot less bitter sweetness and a lot of just straight up sweetness. Hell yes. Um, but one thing I know I will be doing is spending a lot of time with you girlies, and that already makes it pretty awesome. Rachel, you're too sweet. I Fuck love off. you. Here's <laughs> <laughs> hoping everybody has a mellow year. Yeah. And uh just get like we're some, signing a, off. A lot, I know it a, does. Lot of, a lot of laughter and, and uh maybe some healing and some self-care in there. Yeah. yeah. I like yeah. that, Sarah. I like that a lot. All right, well, let's talk about some shit we liked. Should we yeah, get into our top ten? Yeah. Yes. All right, cool. So let me just break it down in case this is the first time people are listening to the show. The way that we approach it is the four or the four of us. Yeah, the four yeah. of us get together. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> it's not good that I did the math on this one, is it? <laughs> That's probably not a good sign. Um, so the four of us all separately compile our list of our top ten. And we rank them from one to 10. And then basically the number one spot gets 10 points. The number two spot gets nine points, et cetera. And then if it shows up on multiple lists, it gets a bonus point for every multiple list, like every list it shows up on so that we get like, it's a way to have more consensus. So, you know, so it's more of a group thing. So like if, there is one one that was on one <laughs> list that was ranked high enough to, uh-huh. to squeak on. Um, but for the most part, everything here was on at least two lists. So that's how we approach it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Can I mm-hmm. just say before we announce what any of these movies are, I'm looking at the list and I don't think Sarah snuck on a wild card this year, which is she crazy. She was not the wild card this I year. I know. <laughs> there, Matilda, you are the wild card. Yep. Really? <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. You picked uh-huh. up the mantle. Yeah, one of the, I, I, I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but like I did like a little analysis of our list. And one of the things I noticed was like who had the least similar list. 
and it was actually yours, Matilda. You're the outlier. Oh, interesting. Whoa. Okay, cool. Yep, yep. Like, uh, you're you're the one that had like the most sort of, uh, yours has had the most on it that was not on anybody else's list. Oh, interesting. Damn. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Which actually is perfect segue because we're gonna kick this off with our number ten, which is. <laughs> Your wild card, Matilda. What was our number 10? Oh, okay. So our number 10 movie is um, Bo is Afraid, the Ari Aster uh, comedy that only horror fans would enjoy. Um, <laughs> that <laughs> feels accurate. <laughs> yeah, the feel bad comedy, feel uncomfortable comedy uh, of yeah. the year. Oh, yeah. Um, so this was this was also it's been on my list for a while, but it was also because it was the movie that I was the most physically uncomfortable mm-hmm. in a movie theater watching all year to the point that I had to leave the theater at oh one point um, and go <laughs> attend to something that I thought I had left in my car that was making me anxious. I could not uh-huh. stand it and had to go. I had to, and it was one of those theaters where the parking lot is not just outside. It was like on the other side of a mall. So I had to talk my way out and talk my way back in to the theater to do that. Um, Just because I. What scene made you get up and have to vanish? It was really early. It was a home security scene. Okay. Gotcha. When he's taking a bath? No, even before that. Mm. yeah i i had worried that i had left my keys my house keys in my car and i had to i I just had to go get them yeah i get it Um, i get that yeah so this movie is you know a hard sell but it it was my my other experience among the zombie girls all year was like i can't believe that people people in this cast love the preview love hereditary love midsommar and then just didn't watch this and i was like i heard so many like not great what things is about it, but I just kept putting it off. And it's very long. <laughs> it is very okay, long. Ariel. I don't really like Joaquin Yeah, I Phoenix. know. I know what you're going to say. I love long movies. I get it. No, that well, actually, that's not what I was going to oh, say. Okay. I was like, why am I catching strays for this? No, I was going to say, <laughs> I was explaining to Matilda the thing that I've had to explain to you in past years is if you want us to watch it, you got to learn how to sell it. You can't be like, you guys got to watch this. It's fucking terrible. You're going to have an anxiety yeah, that's, attack. That's, that's actually <laughs> I'm yes. in. Oh no, I'm out. <laughs> I yeah, mean, I it's an Ari Aster movie. Of course, times, it's though. of course it's an emotional meat cleaver. Yeah. Like, yeah, um, uh, you're this is you're different. too honest. It's the same thing I told Ariel when she was trying to get us yeah. to watch uh, "Tigers Are Not Afraid." She was right. It was great. You were right. It was great. But you you got to be a little less honest. <laughs> <laughs> See, I was I was just like, okay, so. Yeah, I understand he's doing the absurdist thing and t- turning thing every- everything up a notch, but I was just like, yeah, the cityscape is what uh, every person whose favorite song is uh, Try That in a Small Town thinks New York City's okay. like. Okay, cool. thank and, you, Sarah. And, yes. and, 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 you know, it's like, and, and like, I guess the end, I'm like, okay, so he just ripped off Brazil, okay? Uh-huh. And it's just, like, I'm going through it, like, as soon as the, the, the boat pops up in the middle of the stadium, I started going, good evening, worm your otter. yeah i mean that's honestly when i first started watching it and i i hadn't read any synopsis or anything Mm -hmm. about it i just knew kind of vaguely what you had said and that opening bit in the city 
kind of turned me off immediately because it yeah. felt like somebody saying, look how crazy visible poverty is, you know? And I get later in the movie, you find out that he is super wealthy and that he yeah. grew up in an incredibly privileged lifestyle. And so it makes more sense why it was like that in the beginning. But it felt yucky at the time I was watching it, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. yeah. Right. Oh, and, yeah. And you guys are better people than me because that part was my favorite part of the movie. Because for me, it like spoke to me. It was the best depiction of of anxiety that I've ever seen. Like if you have any mm. home invasion fears, security fears or anything like that, like it is to that absurd level that you, it can only be communicated that way. You know what I mean? So I felt hmm. like I'm a trash person for this apparently, but I felt very seen by the opening section of this movie okay. because yeah, like, no, I, 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 it, I, it's not a class thing. It's, it's a physical, like visual manifestation of the, uh, like, unreasonable and unfounded fears that he has because he is someone with like chronic anxiety yeah yeah i guess i, I understand that it's just to me it didn't feel that way at the time yeah, when yeah. I see I, I i i understood it i was just bored with it after about uh, the first yeah. like three minutes oh my god when the people it's are like it's like okay the world door. the world is built let's move on and it's just like okay oh. And it just keep, kept going and going. And I felt that way about a lot of things. It's like, yes, of course, mom's house is going to be like ultra modern looking and really like mm -hmm. cold also because, you know, oh, because she, she's a cold, she's a cold bitch. And like, I guess the thing with the therapist, like, mm. like five minutes, like, like before he even left the office, yeah. I guess mm -hmm. the thing with the mother before any of it ever happened, you know, I, I was, I guess the thing with the. The people trying to help him try quote unquote uh you know it's like i i felt like i guessed every beat along the way so like none of it surprised me or anything and i was just like okay it just felt too long i mean that's true for what it was for what it was <laughs> trying to say for, that is true where it's trying to get to that's fair i did not guess anything so that probably made a better experience for me because I wasn't like yeah 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 like I, I the one thing I I knew I was like well this can't be as good as it seems in this moment because mm -hmm. this it, this movie's alternate title is it gets worse um <laughs> you know what I mean like there's these yeah. moments where you think oh maybe like you're he thinks you know as the audience member it's never gonna get better for him but you see his brief moments of relief and you're just like oh buddy no 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 and like that like that created tension for me throughout i don't know i had to watch it in three sittings first because my power went out but then you know the next two times it was just because like i had to take a breather yeah i, I had to take like effective. an hour break in in the middle of the yeah. movie because i just needed some space and so that's one thing that i will say this movie successfully did is it did make me pretty deeply uncomfortable in a lot yeah. of places mm -hmm. i also think that some of the more surrealistic weird stuff like the play or the penis monster at the end were pretty cool, like visually yeah. really interesting mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. But for me, I like the the beginning made me kind of turn away from it a little bit. And I also felt like that makes sense. Although I suffer from anxiety myself, the way that the the way that it manifests is not like that beginning for me. It's not mm -hmm. about like security and stuff. So that didn't resonate the same mm -hmm. way that maybe it did for Rachel. Mm -hmm. um, and I felt like I had a very hard time connecting to Bo emotionally. 
And so yeah. the fact that it went on for as long as it did and I just kept feeling uncomfortable, but I wasn't like getting something out of it necessarily made it not one that I enjoyed, <laughs> if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But I also can understand why this worked for a lot of people. I don't know that I, well, her, in Midsommar, I definitely connected with Danny, but like I didn't connect to anybody in Hereditary. No, like, to me, <laughs> yeah, to me it fair. also just fell flat that it's like, oh, poor little rich boy has has problems. Right. Yeah, but I think Bo really does have problems. Yeah, <laughs> no, he Bo does. really does have yeah. problems, but, but like, you know. I mean, this movie's going to be divisive, let's be honest. Oh, yeah. This is not a crowd pleaser. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I think I'm like I'm think I'm leaning more in Matilda's direction. On this. Yeah, I yeah, and there it. was there was something yeah. about seeing it in the theater where you could not take a break. Oh, Although yeah. other than you know, other than you know talking your way out of the theater and going to your card and do anxiously right. check things. Um, that there's just something like the level of Gallo's humor about mm-hmm. family mm-hmm. relationships is oh that's true wild. Yeah. And and so it may be because I work in mental health. Of, co- of course, I hate that, like, the therapist turns out to be terrible and unethical. But, like, um, the the gallows humor about the, like, parent-child bond was just sent me <laughs> in a particular yeah. way. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's it's an effective film. Whether you like it or not, you can know there's no denying it's effective. Yeah. True. Yeah. All right. Shall we move on to number nine? Let's do it. All right. This one is a lot more fun. (laughs) I will (laughs) say that. Our number nine movie is actually the one and only anthology on our, I don't know, have we, I don't know that we've done a ton of anthologies. I think maybe a VHS is back on here. But that is the film Satanic Hispanics. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Unlike Bo is Afraid, this ended up on two lists and uh, mine and Sarah's. Yeah, it almost made it onto mine too, and then I put it in honorable mention. So I was glad that it ended up in the list. Yeah, it's so much fun and so interesting. Mm -hmm. I think it probably would have been an honorable mention for me, except for that I ended up watching it a second time, and I was like, "Damn, this is good twice." Okay, it held up with a second watch. So, like the hammer of Zanzibar. The hammer of Zanzibar. I mean, this is a movie that truly is like for everyone because whatever your horror flavor is you will find it here mm-hmm. um it is it's a, a series of latinx uh, uh directors which includes Gigi sol guerrero which if you have not listened to our episode on more deadly where we interviewed her you should definitely check that out it's fascinating she tells us so much stuff about what went on behind the scenes of the movie it's mm-hmm. wild you have to listen to that one like all the stuff about the haunted forest and having yes. to get like a bruja to like <laughs> ah, give her permission to film there. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> um, it uh, so it the other directors are Alejandro. I'm gonna say this wrong. I'm so sorry. Uh, Brujes, um, Mike Mendez, who did the wraparound, which is you know like a lot of uh, anthologies kind of live and die by that wraparound, and usually they're kind of throwaway. Yep. The it's wraparound great. on this is perfection. Gigi Saul Guerrero, who does some like amazing full core political stuff, you know, of course she does mm-hmm. because she's amazing. Eduardo Sanchez, who I mean, we all know from the Blair Witch, and then Damien Rugna, who is becoming rapidly becoming one of my very favorite horror directors because he knows how to make terrifying films. Which, which one did he do? 
uh, section? You mean aside from this? Or no, I mean like which section? His of... is the first one where it's like the puzzle that like allows you oh, to see the dead. And that then, is but... creepy. That was good. Yes, that's a good that one. That was a good one. And te- mm-hmm. Terrified was amazing. And then this year he yeah. also did When Evil Lurks, which may come up again. We'll okay, see. Yes. So like he is clearly like a rising star for people who like hard horror. <laughs> yeah. But then there's also amazing horror comedy in this. There is a vampire segment that is like one oh. of the best. When the I vampire that, pulls that, out that, the tide pen, I was rolling. That is dude, so That funny. was one of the funniest things I had yeah. seen in a long time. <laughs> it was so good. Mm-hmm. What did you think of this, Sarah? Now, this was on your list as well. So what did you think of this one? Oh, I absolutely love this. I love the I love the uh, the, the cops and the and the wraparound story. <laughs> yes. the, the, two, the two detectives. And I swear yes. I've seen them play that role like together in something else. I would watch a spinoff of them. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Watching them like invest. They could be the uh, Mulder and Scully in the next reboot. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember if they make it out of the movie, but if they do, I I hope they make a sequel to this. Like, I would love to yes. see this running parallel with VHS because, Ooh, yes. holy shit, this was like, there's usually like a stinker in every anthology. I feel like every one of these was a banger. Did you? Yeah. Oh, they were great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, I totally like every agree. every one of them was fun and and would and would be great short films on their own. Yeah. I would totally watch expansions. I mean, I think Hammer of Zanzibar is exactly as long as it should be just because, like, you don't want the joke to run out. Right. Yeah. That's the only reason. Because, like, it's a, like, you get in and you get out and you're giggling. Like, you don't know what you're in for. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, (laughs) my God. (laughs) Is that what I, oh, wow. I kind of (laughs) want to see Mr. Matilda watch that segment because I feel like he would giggle. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. But um, Efren Ramirez is in the wraparound and he's so great. Like, I mostly know him as Pedro from um, Napoleon Dynamite. Dynamite, But he's so Mm. good in this. He really is. He really is. (laughs) I want to see it a sequel that follows his character because that opening segment is great. I don't know. Mm. The whole thing is amazing. Yeah. Any other thoughts? And uh, uh, the thing that's chasing him, uh, Santo Muerto. Oh, beautiful. Yes. So good. And even just like the idea of having these little items that they're going through mm-hmm. to like tie to each story was so great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen this yet, Matilda? I haven't. And I'm so sad now listening to you talk about it. it's going to the top of my list. It would be a fu- like if you and, and Mr. Matilda feel like watching like something spooky and easy that you can dip in and out of like this is perfect. Mm-hmm. yeah this is a perfect like a little and and they're all very tonally different like the first one's really scary the second one's kind of funny and really funny and heartfelt the third one is like you know like i said very full cory and then the fourth one is funny very funny and then it ends on an awesome wraparound so yeah like, it's just a it's a good good time highly yeah i can i can like hear you all smiling as you talk about it yeah in a way that makes me really want to watch it <laughs> You know, because like, I feel like this year, as brutal as the world has been and our personal lives have been, there's something about like, needing the kind of like depth of horror that we need. But we also just need to laugh and smile. And I think that's kind of reflected in our list and what we loved this year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. And what's cool is you kind of get a little bit of both with this thing, you know. Oh, excellent. Yeah, you get a little bit of both. 
All right. Speaking of getting a little bit of both, number eight, Matilda, what is number eight? Uh, our number eight pick this year is The Blackening. Yeah. This made and three lists. Awesome. All right. This is um, Tim Stories, uh, who's the director who's best known probably for Barbershop. Um, slasher about a group of friends in the wo- college friends in the woods with a killer who has a vendetta. And it is like clever and funny and does not go on too long. <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> so true. <laughs> it's really, really good. And it was one of those ones that was a ton of fun, at least for me. What did you all think? It was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed this one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I watched this one right after Bo is afraid. <laughs> I had been that's good. I had been yeah, I had been holding on to it all year cuz people kept saying like how fun this one is and I always know I need a fun one at the end of the year because I'm always yeah. cramming in the dark ones. Mm-hmm. And so I watched this right after and it immediately like got onto my list because of that. It was so funny and I just love the concept of this like game that's essentially it's like Jumanji meets Saw plus racism all in one thing. <laughs> yeah. It's either amazing or very, very bad. Right. Yeah. But the comedy is like so pitch perfect yeah. in this. Yeah. It was a joy to watch. And all of the dialogue is so smartly written. Yeah. And it's so fast paced. I just loved it. The characters yeah. are so lovable. You want yes. to spend time with yeah. them. Yeah. And they're mm-hmm. all different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Sorry, Sarah. What were you going to say? Oh, just, I had a really great time with this one. Um, but uh, yeah, when when the game starts, I'm like, I really like the music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I like I, this is another one I would love a sequel to because I would totally go on vacation with all of these people again. Yes, I, I enjoyed mm-hmm. all of their interpersonal dynamics. They were so funny and likable, and like I don't know. Obviously, this is not. I get to be uh, I get to be in the audience for this. It's not necessarily for written for me, right? But mm-hmm. I do think like it was really an like an interesting view into you know a different gaze than we normally get, mm-hmm. and yeah. I felt like that was super valuable on top of just genuinely having a great time. Yeah, um, and sort of a takedown of all of those problematic tropes that we yes. don't like from slasher yes. movies done in a way that is loving towards horror, but also like really points a finger at the things that are bad, but yep. in a yes. super funny way. It was brilliant. Also, mm-hmm. it's it's a lot of black joy. In yeah. That mm-hmm. Like everybody's there to have a good time. Even mm-hmm. when things are rough, they're still just, you know. Like every actor seems like they were having fun with what they were doing in and so often when we see black stories it is based on a tragedy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something horrific where like they kept they managed like you said, Ariel, they managed to keep every horror beat while they they managed to poke fun at tropes while keeping true to those beats and they incorporated the racism that is often overlooked in them too. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so good, so funny. I kind of yeah. want you want to watch it again, like right now, even though I only saw it a week ago. <laughs> yeah, and I love the post credit scene so much. Wait, there's uh, a post credit scene? You didn't watch the post credit scene? I didn't know there was one where they're like outside talking about what they're gonna do. No. Yeah, oh, girl. 
Oh, Ugh. okay. Well, go I'm definitely back. watching it again. Yeah, you need to at least go back and watch that. That was okay. so, it's so funny. It's such a <laughs> Damn little it. coda at the end because yeah. they're like, now what do we do? <laughs> you, can't Presented with, you can't call the cops. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. It's actually okay. really funny. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I don't want to spoil it, but so we might have to cut this, but I, oh, now it's always just Urkel went berserk. <laughs> which is something yeah. someone said in Eric's theater. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking funny. Dude. Yeah, it's a little bit of a spoiler, so we might have to cut it, but I love it. <laughs> okay, sorry. All right. Let's move on to our number seven movie, which I am delighted is on our list. Sarah, what was this was on three lists, so I'm proud of whoever had it on your list. Uh, what is our number Jeez. seven? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't put you on blast. You put yourself on blast. <laughs> okay, so our our next movie is Cocaine Bear. Yeah. by Elizabeth Banks, written Woo! by Jimmy Warden, starring Carrie Russell, Alden Ehrenrich, O'Shea Jackson. And a bunch of other people, but I'm not going to click on that IMDb link. Ray Liotta, hello! <laughs> yeah, yeah. this is uh, Ray Liotta's last movie, isn't it? Yep, I think yeah. so. I mean, wait a, what a way to go out. Right. Taken out by baby bears. <laughs> <laughs> so did you, uh, you had this on your list, Sarah. You had it the highest on your list. You had it in your number four spot. What, yes. what, how, how did it earn that number four spot for you? It was exactly everything it set out. It, it said it was going to be. Mm-hmm. It was a bear high on cocaine, destroying the forest. <laughs> <laughs> it had like like I know a lot of people were like, "Oh, wasn't that gory?" Yes, I it was. It, it was. It was the the gore amped up. It like yeah. it got yeah. worse because I mean when she comes sliding out the back of that ambulance. Yeah, oh, so good. Jesus! Yeah. 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 <laughs> like I didn't need you to like show me the aftermath up close and personal to know how that was gonna look. Right. My imagination took care of all of that. <laughs> you know. Yeah, oh, I God. feel like this is what I always want animal attacks movies mm-hmm. to be. Yes, like, it gave me everything I wanted. It was genuinely funny, um, in ways that were like just a joy. You know what uh-huh. I mean? It never like kicked down. It was never, I don't know. It was just like in terms of comedy, just pitch perfect note for me. Margot Martindale is amazing always, but to get to see her play a totally different character like this mm-hmm. yes. was so much fun. She was just yes. so, she was like kind of one of the major highlights of the movie for me. Yep. All of her scenes yep. of seduction, all of that, she just <laughs> cracked me up. I loved, this is another one where it was like characters that I loved, like you know, obviously Ray Liotta is a scumbag, but he was like joyable to watch on screen and everybody else was just like delightful in different ways. Yeah. Like, the, like even the people that were like in the woods, like ripping people off. Like I was invested in, well, the one that lived, you know, but <laughs> <laughs> all of those characters were so much fun and it was so silly and so light. And like, there's parts of my horror fandom that are about the, being shocked or like being darked out like that gives me something yeah but this is a mm-hmm. different part of my horror fandom that i feel gets fed much less and less effectively where it's just like a joy to behold this was mm-hmm. my feel-good movie of the year yeah oh yeah i, totally I could agree. see that 
it's so light. It's even though people are getting destroyed by a bear. Just like, absolutely mauled. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's so light. It's so funny. And I love, like you were saying, the ensemble cast where we're mm -hmm. not just following one person. Even the kids were great in this, which is somewhat mm -hmm. unusual. Yeah. The, the kids I, were great. Jesse Ferguson was great in this. Yes. The uh, the friendship between the, the, the two drug dealer guys was, <laughs> yes. was great. All of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All the stuff with the mob. It was... Mm -hmm. It was so, so much fun. And I mean, yeah, it was just like exactly what I needed. I needed something that was silly and ridiculous. And this gave it to me in the most enjoyable way. I loved it. Mm -hmm. I just love that it was the kind of movie that women rarely get to do. To mm -hmm. see it done, executed to perfection, and then have the audience respond at the box office. Like all those things that I want. I got with this yeah. movie. Yeah. In mm -hmm. addition to the movie itself, like all of the cultural stuff around it, all of the financial stuff around it, like all of that kind of, this was the sort of perfect case scenario, right? Like yeah. obviously five guys, five nights and Freddy's also did really, really well, but it didn't necessarily have the, you know, it didn't make our top 10. This to me was the perfect storm of all the things. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Cool. Any other yeah. final thoughts on uh, Cocaine Bear? I mean, if you haven't seen it, do yourself a favor and go watch it. And then listen to our review that we did on More Deadly because Joe is on there and Joe and Rachel get drunk and it is very funny. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was fun. <laughs> it is some of the most fun I had in a theater all year. And I have to say that O'Shea Jackson Jr., like his father before him, can like deploy a grumpy face. To oh, such yeah. comedic effect. It is so delightful. Yeah. And like, <laughs> I just had the best time with this one. And I think I told you all on the podcast before that, like, I think that most of the balcony in my theater was also participating in the, like, thematically. Yeah. Uh -huh. Nice. Um, in the <laughs> cocaine part of Cocaine Bear. <laughs> I was on the floor and it was very loud and rambunctious up there. It was just a great time in the theater. This one was like on my list, off my list, on my list, off my list. Yeah. 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 It's fun. It's a lot mm -hmm. of fun. I know that there's like a lot of talk about this year not being as strong. But like when you actually sat down to make your list, it was like, oh, no, this was a good year. Yeah. 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 I had this at number five. I loved it. Yeah. Right. Awesome. So let's move on to number six, tonal shift. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ariel, what was our number six movie this year? Which, by the way, four lists, all four lists. Oh, okay. Awesome. Yeah. It is Talk to Me. Yes. Which you I feel like got so much buzz when it first came out about how yeah. scary it was. I was a little nervous that it wouldn't live up to it when I finally got to see it. Uh-huh. Uh, I loved it. I loved it. I thought it was scary and creepy and the main character I was super drawn to. I loved this movie. It made me deeply uncomfortable in some places with like the way the violence happens. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> and just like the concept, like doing possession in a way that I have never seen it done before was great. Super creative. I loved it. Yeah. yeah. Like my most wanted horror tchotchke of the year was that damn hand. I know. Right. <laughs> Ugh, now we're so all cool. jealous of Eddie who got I know, it. <laughs> I know. Ugh. All right. So this one, like I said, was on everybody's list. Who? Uh, what else did you guys think about this? So I really enjoyed the the world building in, in this, and and uh, actually, as our list goes on, uh, the world building is uh, gets better and better. But um, yeah, where it's like they're they're you know TikToking themselves 
basically taking whippets of, of ghosts, uh, yeah. of spirits, uh-huh. you know? Yeah, to describe it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just so creepy because you can see them having so much fun with it and the way that the party, like, spirals and they're doing it more and more until it finally, like, completely goes off the deep end. Mm-hmm. It's so good. And the fact that it happens to somebody's younger sibling, I feel like, just raises the stake so much, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, like, the best version of teenagers I've seen on screen uh-huh. in a minute. Yeah, like, true. You know, we also got Scream and Sick and, like, a handful of other movies yeah. where it's, like, young people and they're like it is the opposite of that sort of kevin williamson stylized treatment of teens on screen like these right. kids feel like they're they're that's what i remember from house parties like we yeah. were not communicating with the dead but like we were definitely doing whippets and like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. like this is exact. this is the best version of like a high school party i've seen with the addition of what it looks like in the era of social media yeah. Yes. Yeah. And the way that it sort of weaponizes those videos and the virality of what's happening at those parties, I thought was like very well done. And it comes from, I think, having two young filmmakers that got their start on freaking YouTube, like the Rocka Rocka yeah. stuff. Like that's mm-hmm. how they got their start. And then A24 scooped this thing up out of Sundance. Um, Smart move. It's yeah. so good. <laughs> yeah. And for me, like one of the things in horror that tends to get under my skin the most and make me like actually like kind of have a physical reaction is like when people inflict harm on themselves. Like yeah. when the violence is self-inflicted. Yep. Yeah. And this movie has a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Tilly? Yeah. I mean, when I saw the preview for this, I was like, oh, this may or may not be for me. Um, because mm-hmm. some of the teen ones are really not for me, but this one right. is so good. And I actually like the emotional beats of the movie were effective. All of the teens were great. Um, mm-hmm. And like Ariel, like you were saying, the fact that some of the harm is self-inflicted is very mm. hard, is mm. harder to watch than almost anything else I saw this year. Yeah. Um, yeah. And even at the end where there's some combination that the community feels for the main character of like pity and empathy. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Right. That I thought, I thought that was so well done actually mm-hmm. um, that like the emotional beats of this rang true and weren't always predictably kind of pat. It actually was a yeah. lot um, deeper than I expected when I saw the preview for this. Yeah, definitely. What happens between like her and the friend's mom, especially, yeah. really like yeah. hit me. That, yep. Yeah. yeah. And she's great in this. Oh, mm-hmm. so good. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that there is a realism to each and every one of the characters that uh, it feels much, the writing and the performance and the directing feels much more accomplished than what you would necessarily expect when you hear like, oh, it's like a teen possession movie from some filmmakers from YouTube. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> that was this the concern like big yep. studio money you know yeah 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 but all that characterization and so sophie wilde who plays the main character in this is so amazing she also had a netflix series this year that's like an eating disorder oh okay series. i did not see that it's called like everything now jesus christ this girl knows how to break your freaking heart oh that's another one that's a rough watch but really it's very good but very hard okay interesting um, she also has these like giant eyes yeah that's that yeah express it's a, so it's much a disney eye yeah. situation yeah yeah, yeah. 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 
like even when she's doing things that you're like this is a terrible idea like the gigantic which is why some of the later beats are so interesting because she yeah. still looks like a like a, she still has those giant innocent eyes and you're like uh-huh. oh no, oh, no. <laughs> right oh, no. right yeah. exactly yeah. yeah this one i i am a little sad that it got the hype that it did because mm-hmm. I feel like it set people up to be disappointed. I went into it like ice cold. I saw it at a festival. So I had no like at the That's premiere. Cool. So there was like no hype around. It, it was like just something was like a uh, girl at a party finds a way to talk to the dead. I was like, okay, that sounds good. But like, that's what I knew. Right. So yeah. I think I, and I definitely participated in the like hype of it. Cause I came out of it. So like blown away. And so when it did drop and like it, there were a lot of people who were bummed. That was kind of hard to see. So I'm glad that you guys. Yeah, were able I loved to it. I mean, I was, it. I think maybe what helped me is I knew that people were saying it was like one of the best, scariest movies of the year. Right. But I didn't look at what the plot was at all. Like, I didn't look at a preview, I didn't read a synopsis. And so I went in blind and was pleasantly surprised by what happened. And I don't know. I mean, I watched it in the dark late at night and it creeped me out. So mm-hmm. that's good. I think we as horror fans, like, we're especially susceptible to this because we want so badly to be scared and the, yeah. the bar is so high right? that, like, we get hopeful and mm-hmm. then disappointed. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That does yeah. happen I think we just got to all be like, whenever somebody's saying that, just be like, yeah, that's the normies. Like, <laughs> right. they're scared. You're not going to be scared, but you might see something new. Like, and just have that be the what you hope for. Mm-hmm. Because, and then if you get scared, holy shit, that's amazing. But I just think, for the most part, the sun has set. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. smile last year actually scared me, but I don't know when the next time that'll happen is. Right. You know? No, I totally agree. But I do think the some of the violence in this reminded me of that bathroom scene from the Evil Dead remake. Not this year's Evil Dead, but that remake that was done. Oh. I can't remember what year that was. But oh yeah, if yeah. He, there's that bathroom scene where she has like the the shard of mirror, uh-huh. and mm-hmm. the way that that made me want to crawl out of my body is the uh-huh. same way I felt during some of the scenes to talk Ooh. and talk to me. Weirdly, I think talk to me actually hit me harder. Yeah, I can see that. I can yeah. totally see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so we are in the top half of our list, which is very exciting. Um, and to kick us off, Matilda, what is our number five this year? Our number five movie this year is Infinity Pool. <laughs> One of my favorites. <laughs> so uh, this was on your list, my list, and at least one other people. I think Ariel off the top of my head. Yeah, is, it was on was my this list, on your list? Too. Okay. Yeah. What, what earned this spot for you, Matilda? So I think this was probably my most anticipated movie of the year, given that I love Brandon Cronenberg and the way he makes me feel lots of things, none of them very positive, probably, but that's okay. I like that in a movie. Um, (laughs) It is known. (laughs) It is known. Uh, This is a movie. He's very effective and he's always, it's always unexpected. That's part, I mean, he's so surprising um, Mm -hmm. is part of what I like about this. This is the movie about... Um, he is exploring the ways that privilege and a lack of consequences can separate people from their own humanity and from other people. Um, And that is very, very, very effective in this movie. Uh, He does it with a lot of fluids, which has been the Mm -hmm. um, source of some debate on this show, if all the fluids were necessary, but I didn't mind it so much. (laughs) Yeah. I support his use of fluid, you know? Like... 
I, I because it's it 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 get, it's like a, it is such a sacred cow for us, especially like you know people of our generation. Like fluids are shocking, and so yeah. I appreciate his transgressive use of fluids. Yeah, <laughs> what a weird <laughs> sentence. What is what is my brain? What is my life? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I I totally agree. I think that's an accurate description of what he tried to accomplish with using all the fluids. So <laughs> I gotta I I understand this is blasphemy, but he's my Cronenberg man. He's my Cronenberg. Yeah, mm. yeah. I, I think I get it. What his father? I mean, his father is incredible, and what he did is like monumental and changed the face of horror and every time he has a movie i am and will be excited to see it but there's just that little extra that brandon brings to it i think i'm more interested i'm less interested in just exploring the perversion of the physical form and more like the perversion of the the, the spirit and i think mm, that's what brandon cronenberg okay. does so freaking well yeah yeah yeah, well, I also he that. cast me a goth, so he's a genius. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is yeah. a hard one for me. Like it was a in some ways a challenging watch for sure, but it's so well made. I do love Brandon Cronenberg. I don't know if I quite feel exactly the same way you do about him, but mm-hmm. for me this made <laughs> it a fair. little bit lower on my list. It was like number 7, um just because That's I me. like his other two movies better than this one. Mm. But mm-hmm. Mia Goth is amazing. I mean, her performance is so like high camp at certain points and unhinged. Totally unhinged um the whichever scars guard is that's in this movie he's also wow. pretty brilliant whatever yeah Skarsgård. i can't ever remember which name goes to which dude alexander so i right, understand right. thank, you. Oh thank you i feel seen i totally Haters. understand Haters. um but i do <laughs> i do love all the kind of crazy places that he took us in this movie and it definitely made me think and it made me angry and any movie that can like make me feel so much generally ends up on my list you know unless it's just pure hate because it's bad (laughs) but was afraid (laughs) (laughs) I did not say that Yeah, I love this movie. I think it has some, I mean, there are obvious visual moments that stand out, but there are other yeah. kinds as well that like definitely stayed with me to the end. Like the, the one of the most sort of visually iconic moments of the year for me is when they're all in the car in masks heading off to like torment yeah. the local, you know, politician. Like mm-hmm. those visual moments where he uses the masks as like representation of just like the just absolute soul rot that is underneath all of these beautiful people's faces, I think is just inspired. And it's, mm-hmm. I always come back to this idea of he has such a different lived experience than all the rest of us as the son of like a famous filmmaker, like a famous transgressive filmmaker yeah. who has a fandom and all of those things. Like if this is the world that he is choosing to bring to screen, it is incredibly telling and indicting of like yeah. what he his you know like what he has come to think of mankind. Right. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's good shit, man. I love this movie. I th- I understand that it's dark and the stuff in it is sick, but it doesn't there's something so cathartic and strange about it that I don't feel bad when I'm watching it. You know what uh-huh. I mean? Like yeah. I'm I feel 
activated in a way that is probably yeah. troubling. <laughs> <laughs> I feel Which, like this. What number was this on your list? For me, uh, I think I had it at number three. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Matilda, you had it at two. I oh, did. Why? It was yeah. at one for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, Same. There's Same. just something in this movie about like it punches in the right direction, like the way that the yes. the way that it looks at colonization in uh-huh. tourism, right? Like with the masks and being, oh, these are ours now, and we're just going to use them for fucked up things. Um, and I also just think there's something in this movie um, where he, I don't know, I think that one of my favorite movie moments of this entire year was the scene where the clones we come to find out are waiting in a room and they're caroning (gasps) about how long it's taking the executioner to come and like the executioner and the people they have harmed to come and murder them so they can get back out there and do more shit they're just like this is a real inconvenience for us like how quickly um, they're yeah. asking to talk to the manager was one of the most biting social commentaries I saw in film this <laughs> oh, year. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Indeed. I mean, everything about it down to that final beat of him just out on the raining beach is just, yeah. it's so, so good. Like, well, I and that maybe... bus scene at the end, sorry. Ooh, no, no. Yes, the bus scene. Let's talk the about scene the bus scene. The bus scene at the end, yeah. that like really did me in because you see them all like, go back to how they would be in like the regular world, you know, so quickly, like they can just turn it off and go back to their normal lives and pretend like none of it happened, even though they killed people. (laughs) Right. I mean, it's the, it was, it's interesting to see the way that he depicts how monsters, how, how nobody sees themselves as the monster and the way that they can hide and the way that they can be like good, normal, upper-class white people and Mm -hmm. not even just white people like upper class people who like really feel that that they are you know they're one of the good ones and then there is this other side to them and we saw a this is obviously a heightened version of it but we have seen over the last handful of years exactly how this actually works in Mm -hmm. in our society today and I don't know. Brandon Cronenberg is an interesting cat dude. I can't like I know after we watched I don't know if it was antiviral or possessor, but we were like, this could really go either way. I want to see what his third film looks like before I fully like trust him as a filmmaker and like his worldview. And I feel like this, the way that he treats the Alexander Skarsgård character as well as all of the rest of them, like really earned my trust. How about Mm -hmm. you, Tilly? Yeah, absolutely. I know this is a conversation you and I had. Yeah. Where we were like, we'll see. Don't let us down, man. Don't let us down. And I feel like in this one, I kind of am like, okay, I can, I can trust that, you know, that like, it's not going to be a situation where, you know, you know, I go, I really love a film. And then like, uh, I'm thinking of, um, don't speak. Is it don't speak the one where they're like in the house with the blind guy? Oh yeah. And then in uh the next one, they make him a hero. Yes, and I was like, "Oh, fuck you!" Yeah, <laughs> like, I don't think yeah, I'm that's gonna not happening like that. Yeah, yeah. no, because I, I mean, it's that. very obvious that they they played him for a fool. They fed on they fed on his ego. They you know they knew how to play him. Mm-hmm. It and because he's not the one with he's not the one with the money. 
Yeah. Yeah. And he's just, oh, so vulnerable because of his his ego. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 It's This is like Ego Death, the movie, and I love it. So good. <laughs> so good. All right. Shall we move on to number four? Yeah. Sure. Okay. All right. Uh, this one's mine. All right. So this is a movie that kind of came out of nowhere. I liked the poster, and I, you know, you never know if it's going to live <laughs> up to it. And this one absolutely did. The poster, for those who know, it is a uterus made of bones. <laughs> so good. <laughs> mm-hmm. And this is Husera the Bone Woman. And this one is, like, we have talked about and enjoyed movies about maternal ambivalence. And yet this has a brand new wrinkle. Um, this was one of my most good for her moments of yes. the year, for yep. sure. Um the the woman who plays Valeria is incredible in this. Uh, Michelle Garza Cervera, who d- co-wrote and directed it and pulled sort of some inspiration from real life, like really took a taboo and made it an, a, a frightening and yet empowering story. It is a cool twist on Mexican folk horror. There are visual moments in that final act with the writhing sort of operatic, grotesque kind of uh, climactic scene that is absolutely going to stick with me. And the sound design for the snapping of all the bones. Oh, yes. oh God, it's so Will creepy. live with me forever. <laughs> yes. <laughs> ah. So this was on three lists. Um, yeah. I believe it was Ariel and Sarah. What what earned its spot for you guys? I mean, uh, I loved this movie. It's so brilliant. I love the way it talks about motherhood. I love the queer storyline in this and how mm-hmm. it develops over the course of the movie and kind of changes her perspective. I love the folk horror stuff that ends up in it. Like that tangle of bodies we get at the end is so visually cool. I just... I love it. And that ending blew me away. So it's definitely up there for me too. Well, yeah. for me, for me, it was, a, it was quite a few, it was a few things. I mean, first of all, some of the visuals, like uh, the neighbor, when she's on the ground looking up at her, uh, at the, mm-hmm. the soundscape and the soundtrack were amazing. Yeah. I love the fact that it starts with like colonial religious horror, but mm-hmm. it takes her separating her her natural self from her colonized self to find out who she really is. Mm-hmm. And the queerness of it all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so good. I even mm-hmm. love the aunt, like the aunt character. Mm-hmm. And like yeah. her friend, quote unquote. It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's really cool moments in this but i just think that one of my favorite things is like is the queer story and how it represents like freedom from Mm -hmm. the expectations that she that she felt like she had to put on herself it's interesting because like everybody in her family is like what are you doing this is not you and it takes like her body being colonized for her to finally come to that realization and the way Mm -hmm. that like her psychology just like rejects it almost like an immune system it's fascinating yeah yeah that scene with the baby in the fridge my god (laughs) oh yeah i mean this is yeah one of one of the best maternal horror films i've ever seen 
Yeah, and there were a lot. Like Bo is afraid, giving you anxiety and stuff. And Mm -hmm. that's that scene with the baby in the fridge. My anxiety, I was out of my fucking skin. Oh yeah, Mm. yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I I also really appreciate that the movie does not demonize her for her choices. Yeah, yeah, right. I mean, she makes a lot of um, choices throughout the film that are ones that, like, I think typically. Are almost shorthand for like this person is monstrous, whether it be mm-hmm. infidelity or queerness or ultimately decision not to like be a mother. Like those kinds of things are are always code, like often, almost always coded as being uh, signs of moral failure. And in this one, they're all like avenues of escape and autonomy and freedom and that the movie at the end of the day does not indict her for them but it's almost triumphant yeah yeah. i mean you mm-hmm. feel that at the end where you're almost like mm-hmm. cheering um for what happens and and i do think you're right it like keeps her human the whole time and mm-hmm. as somebody who like has a heart even while she's making these choices that you're right normally would be demonized right yeah And I love that Sarah was talking about like some of her highlights of the year earlier. I love that like it's through punk culture. That's that's not like her troubled period. That's like her truest period. And it's where she finds voice again. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Voice and care, honestly. Like people there are more caring to her than her partner. Right. Yeah. Yeah. In that scene. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And her horrible mother in law. Oh, God. horrible mother-in-law. <laughs> horrible yeah, her mother and her sister were just Ugh. horrible. And, and and even the, uh, like, I thought for, like, a split second that the mother-in-law was going to be some sort of help. And then it's like, nope, she's not either. Oh, no. Nope. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's move on to our number three. Speaking of maternal horror, oh, my <laughs> God, is this next one a doozy? This was what, okay, we have now reached the part, uh, Talk To Me was on four lists. The next three are all ones that were on all four of our lists. Okay, that um, makes sense. Because they all, I mean, to certain degrees and different ways, I think rocked us this year. Yes. <laughs> and yeah. Now, Ariel, this was your number two. Uh, yeah. Overall, our number three. So what is that? What is that movie film? Birth, Rebirth, directed by Laura oh. Moss. <laughs> Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> um, and it's basically like a Frankenstein twist, right? And I think that the relationship between the two women in this is brilliant. The acting is amazing. The way that this deals with bodily autonomy and uh, abortion even is phenomenal. I think that it has some kind of revolutionary things to say. And the lengths at which they will go to, like, make this happen and save this kid are so out there that, like, by the end, I was I was so uncomfortable, you know, watching it. But you're mm-hmm. also, like, kind of rooting for them at the same time. I don't know. I thought this movie was brilliant. And Rachel and I got to interview the director, which was also amazing because they talked a lot about, like, what went into the thought process behind making this film. Mm-hmm. But it started with like a diary that they wrote yeah. as the character. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So cool. mm-hmm. Yeah. Was, I would highly recommend listening to our Laura Moss interview because they are fascinating and like 
a lot of this had to come out of their own maternal ambivalence as a non-binary person. Like mm. I, th- I mean, you should listen to it for their, that they're fascinating. Just an absolutely yeah. fascinating person. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this one I saw at a film festival and I came out of it and was like immediately like, Ariel, we absolutely have to yeah. do this movie because I need I and then I had to hold it for like several months without anybody else having seen it. And like this is a heavy one to hold because it's yeah. so there's so much in this. It was also it's incredibly dark and transgressive. But mm-hmm. also in a year where we like, you know, where reproductive rights uh have been in greatly under attack. To see someone be so boldly uh, uh, autonomous in their reproduction was fascinating and felt so taboo and cathartic and mm-hmm. bold, like just bold, just absolutely yeah. bold. Yeah. Um, I love the idea of re taking the Frankenstein mythology, which began with Mary Shelley's own reproductive, like you know, tribulations. Yeah. And explore what it means to make if what you could do if you had a body that could make life and to use it in in the way that she does is fascinating through a like a Frankenstein lens. I don't know. Yeah. This movie blew me away. And it also both Judy Reyes and Marin Ireland, who are the two oh lead God, characters, so are good. so incredible. Amazing. And their dynamic as they're as they kind of like change places, but also kind of form this chosen family yeah. is fascinating and just proof of why we have to have more diversity in our storytellers because like i'm sorry like there is this story would not come from anyone other than laura moss and laura moss's writing partner you know like this is a incredibly unique story that comes from a personal place that's my thoughts (laughs) (laughs) sarah did you want to chime in i'm sorry no i i I like this movie. It's just that meme that goes around now. I can't think of Frankenstein without without thinking of, of it. When you invent science fiction, rather than have a, a, another boring threesome with your husband and Lord Byron, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a, a threesome with Lord Byron and your husband is just you sitting in the cuck chair. But that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, but. No, I mean this. the The acting from both women is great. The way that they're, the way that there becomes a, you know, like you said a, like a chosen family, this mutual respect, and what it says about how like. I think it also says something about class too, because it's like. The, the child goes missing, and and. It's like the first people she encounters is, well. Oh, well, uh, looks like she was sent off. I don't know. Uh, talk to the morgue lady. Eh. You know, not like, oh my god, there's a child's body missing. We need to find out what happened. Right. right. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. It's so good. And I even love, like, the quieter moments when they're in that apartment together. And, like, Judy Reyes's character, uh, like, just says that she made food for... Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, like, it's so mm-hmm. sweet and the way that they kind of bond over time is really lovely. I don't know. It's like, there's so much in this movie that's super dark, but I also found joy in it too. And like Mm -hmm. you were saying, a lot of catharsis. Yeah. 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 This is, um, if you, if you are within the sound of our voice, this is probably true for you, but this is the one movie that when I Googled it to figure out where I needed to watch it, 
I got this little notification on my phone and I took a picture of it and it says, why to watch? You'll love it. Recommended based on your search behavior. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, personally in, attacked indicting and accurate probably i mean just the like i love how in this the the two sides of the kind of like when we're talking about like bodily autonomy the kind of completely dispassionate mm-hmm. performance yes. in a certain way by marin ireland and then um judy mm-hmm. ray is like full of feeling and the way that they play off of each other um yeah everything in this movie is so incredible about like kind of the breadth of where women get to um can get to the same place in reproductive decisions from very different places right can get to the same Mm -hmm. decision from very different roads um yeah all of it is really fascinating and i i know rachel you said like i can't believe people are not more upset about this movie like i'm waiting for people to get upset um yeah and i just think it's fearless in a certain way from like marin ireland in the bathroom just dispassionate the dispassionate hand job oh yeah (laughs) you mean with the breast pump yes yes It's such a great opening. It tells you so much about what you're going to get out of this movie. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. I will say, as we get into these top three, we really do go for an ordeal of a movie. (laughs) (laughs) I know we always tease Matilda about that, but you're kind of right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 All right. Well, let's, on that note, let's move on to our number two spot. Now, this was an ordeal. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Woo. I'm still, there is a moment in this movie that will haunt me for the rest of my life. Sarah, mm-hmm. what is our number two movie in 2023? Our number two movie is When Evil Lurks. Oh, my goodness. My goodness. Yeah. Damien <laughs> It's a doozy. Yes. It's a doos. Uh, oh. Yeah. Tell us about this movie, Sarah. Okay, so uh, it's about two brothers who live in a small town in, I, I believe it was Argentina. They have a they have a farm, and there is basically a evil possession demon demon infected. Uh, there's a demon infected man in their in their town, which they you know this kind of thing has been happening for quite a while now, um, because again the world building in this is great without being uh like overdone or hyper stylized or like in your face it's all like little clues like when he tells the 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 mother the church is dead or when they talk about how there was a a cleaner coming and you know that those kind of things that i like the way the, the the world was was built but also but anyway um these brothers help uh another farmer move somebody who's possessed and Quite literally, all hell breaks loose. <laughs> yeah, I'll say. Mm-hmm. I'll say. <laughs> all right, so girlies, <laughs> what'd you think about this movie? Oh my gosh, this I movie loved this had movie. some had some scenes in it that were. Oh, I mean, there's there, there's there's one that takes place that is like, oh my god, terrifying and and like just jacks your pulse up, and then there's. Oh, yeah. Another scene at the very end where you're just like, oh god, 
Oh God. And the creeping dread that just tightens around you. Like, and then the other, the other moments in between, but oh man, this is just so good at building, uh, tension and, uh, suspense and gore. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 <laughs> There's you some don't gooey gooey say. stuff in this one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. How about you, Ariel? You were starting to chime in. What did you uh, think of this one? Yeah, I really loved this movie. And I know that it is super dark and bleak and has a pretty nihilistic ending. But I really enjoyed myself. <laughs> there are mm-hmm. so many scenes in this that like made me uncomfortable and squirm. And the choices that this film makes in like who gets possessed and who doesn't and like who dies is all pretty amazing the scene with the dog and the little kid uh terrifying there's a baby eating Mm -hmm. scene in this movie (laughs) that was very upsetting uh and (laughs) yeah it's just it's it's so dark um, but I like really enjoyed myself. I really liked the kind of evil kids at the school part of the movie. And I just want to say I haven't total. I didn't see this that long ago. And so I haven't totally like uh, thought through this all the way yet. But I think the way that this movie also handles disability is really interesting mm-hmm. because yes. at the end, there is this moment where you see the person who has a disability, that disability disappears. And a lot of times we in horror movies see disability as somebody with a disability, especially a visible disability, as like code for being monstrous or evil. And here when that character becomes evil is when they lose the disability for a moment. Uh And that I thought was a really interesting twist. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I was so curious to know what you thought about that piece. And I experienced it exactly the same way. It was like this. That's when the chills go down your spine. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought that was really interesting. It's like when he loses his humanity is when he doesn't have the disability anymore. Mm -hmm. And so often we see the opposite in a really shitty way. So I kind of loved that. I don't know totally about like the portrayal of this character throughout the rest of the movie, but that moment for me Mm -hmm. was kind of revolutionary. I've never seen something done like that before. And Mm -hmm. I just, I loved it. I don't know that hair scene. I mean, that's a gut punch. Oh yeah. (laughs) The hair scene. What am I forgetting? The hair scene. The pulling the hair out of the mouth. We'll get into it because it's it's one of my picks for like mm-hmm. the topics. <laughs> one, one of my honestly, picks too. so much I, like there's something the the child eating scene is it just it, it looms so large in my memory. It has yeah. not even been that long since I've seen yeah. it, but no. it's like all I can all I can remember is child getting dragged around by dog, <laughs> child being feasted right. upon like he is a bag of popcorn. Like no, the the. The scene, the scene that Ariel's talking about comes at the very end, and it's the scene that I said that starts out really slow and quiet and just builds mm-hmm. and builds and builds. Yeah. yeah there's a Why necklace in I it. I don't... No. 
No, okay, well, we'll, t- we'll tell you yeah. all about it when we get to the other parts yes okay of the, okay because yeah, yeah like my brain all i yeah, all i see is spoilers. the child being eaten like that <laughs> absolutely i'm not even like sensitive to that so much it's like yeah it's not, like i had trouble i was like they're gonna kill the goat they're gonna kill the dog oh my I god know, like I know. those yeah. things were hard for me like and i avoided them of course because all of my friends love me and warned me like when you see the goat <laughs> look away yeah <laughs> but like that there was the matter of factness of it the scale of the child like everything about that just absolutely shook me to my core to the point yeah. where clearly i've forgotten everything else yeah, yeah. that was that, was yeah. that movie that was made a, even it, me go oh like, it's a two-hour runtime of just her walking down the street eating her child like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, and but sound, like, I, speaking of which, the sound design in this movie oh, is pretty oh, intense. Yes. So good. Like, that was the yeah. slow part, but early on there are two scenes, the one with the dog and then the one with the goat, that are, like, quick mayhem, mm-hmm. where I feel like... Um, you know, in a movie where like somebody punches somebody in the face and then they get punched really quick from the other direction too. This yeah, movie yeah, had yeah. that in a couple of different places. This movie really messed me up. Like I am not yeah, actually that scared about possession, but this movie messed me up um, and kind of scared me more than anything this year, honestly. Because yeah. it was for me, it was the contagion element of it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And and the and it's like the it was a possession version of that like Alfred Hitchcock thing where it's like the bombs under the table. Like you're watching people make bad decisions. And after mom gives them the thing about like, don't the hair thing. I remembered it. (laughs) 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 I remember now. Yeah, that's fucked up. Okay. It's all coming back to me. Okay. 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 Um, But like mom gave them the instructions. So watching them make the wrong decisions, like all of that really added to the tension and just like it infuriated me because I was like, you no, don't, this is so obvious. You dumb dumbs. Like all of that, I think added to, it was effect. It was infuriating, but also really effective. Yeah, because I was yeah, I was so uncomfortable. <laughs> right, right. Movie. And, you know, like talk to me, this handles possession in a different way too. like the contagion element is so cool. And I love that you mm-hmm. at the beginning, you're just totally dropped into this world and they don't explain yeah. anything. There's like zero exposition until they get to that woman who kind of talks them through how they should try to mm-hmm. defeat this because she's done it before yeah. but until yeah. then you're just thrown into this world and trying to like get your bearings while all this madness is happening around you and all this violence it's really yeah. cool this and movie unsettling is like whew, both in some in some ways paces like an art a sort of art housey slow burn yeah. but then there is a frenetic energy to it as mm-hmm. well yeah. That like feels like it just feels electric and and just in a bad like in a good way and in a bad way like you just yeah. you can feel it has a sense of doom more so than anything else this year like there is a real feeling of doom as you're watching all of the moments play out yeah it's brilliant I love yeah. it mm-hmm. yeah Damien Rekna man this dude is making if you haven't seen Terrified you got to go back and watch it's sort of like his haunted house movie and in the uh-huh. same way that this thing pulls no punches that one pulls no punches it is like <laughs> it is it's kind of like the bridge between his short in um satanic hispanics and uh-huh. this okay mm-hmm. like, cuz there are elements of both of those things yeah. in that film mm-hmm. so if you have not seen it. it i think it's on shutter get into it yeah i mean in this <laughs> movie i feel like did well enough that hopefully he'll get to make more stuff cuz i want to see what other I fucked mean, up shits in his head 
here's well, the thing. I, I mean, think that he's going to get, he's been making films in, is it Honduras? Where is Damien Rugna from? But I think this movie, like, I feel like Sh- Shutter's going to throw money at him, right? Yeah, I think so. I hope so. I would imagine. Argentina. He's from Argentina. Argentina. That's right. Thank you. Ar- yeah, Argentina. Damn, shame on me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, I he's clearly making movies there, but I feel like I somebody's going to throw some money at him. It's going to yeah. happen. Yeah. As it should, because he's one of the few people actually making scary movies. Like, you know, I was saying, like, oh, we're past that. Maybe not totally. Not yeah. he knows how right. to like scare the he knows how to scare the husks. You know what I mean? Like we're all <laughs> freaked out by this movie. Right. Well, Us. It, well, and it it turns the it turns the evil because the evil the evil on it. It's like it turns the turns all the tropes of a possession film on its head. It's they're isolated. It's spread by it's spread by contagion. Um, c- certain things that happen that you think, oh, this happened this character's going to do this. And it's like, nope, that got turned on its head. Um, the fact that it, there's no priests, there's the church right. isn't involved. It's yeah. And then like, usually it's always, well, the, the, the devil loves the children cause they're innocent. And then it's like, no, the devil loves the children cause they're fucking evil. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point too. <laughs> oh my God. That scene where he's prying up the floorboards on the stage at that yes. school where the kids are hiding out. Ugh. And then has to like climb Ugh. inside of it. Blah. Ugh. So creepy. <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh. God, yeah, that and Talk to Me ended up really high on my list because they were the ones that kind of I had visceral reactions to. Mm-hmm. What well, was Sarah's number one this year? Oh, wow. So I can yeah, this, this is my number one. Yeah. And with I good reason. Totally get it, it is. Yep. Excellent. Yeah. So speaking of number ones why don't we get into our number one which coincidentally was also matilda's number one uh-huh as uh although let me see let me actually look at our list give me a second i feel like it might be more than just matilda's number one but it's it was my number down. one too and it's right. also my number one so it that yeah. explains why <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, number three, number one yes yes <laughs> mm-hmm. all right matilda what is the zombie girls number one movie of 2023 our number one movie of 2023 is Where the Devil Roams. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> yes. 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 All right, Matilda, tell us about this movie and why it made your number one this year. Yeah. So this is um, the movie by the newest movie by the Adams family. Um, head over to More Deadly and listen to some things um if you want to hear more <laughs> about that gushing gushing uh, gushing, gushing. <laughs> um but following it was at last year's hellbender right that was 2022 yeah. mm-hmm. um i was going into this like it can't be that as good as that it can't match it it can't top it it really d- it was incredible um this movie mm-hmm. i kept saying to myself this is so good like every t- it was I was being taken out of the movie by how excited <laughs> I was about it. Like, yeah. like the cinematography in it is incredible. Um, the like the textural, there's like a shot of an overhead shot of a forest in black and white mm-hmm. that is one of the most beautiful things I saw all year. Yeah. yeah. Um yeah. the emotional beats of this, the soundtrack is incredible. When the like heavy soundtrack kicked in, I was like yes mm-hmm. and i kept thinking to myself <laughs> this is the mo- i'm gonna be shitty right now this is the movie that rob zombie thinks he's making and is failing Correct. miserably oh at Correct. Yes. Correct. 
correct. Yep. Like, this is this is the world he wants to explore and give kind mm-hmm. of like interesting characters to, and he can't do it. Just let the Adams family do it. Just all full on Rob Zombie. Thanks. So. <laughs> I will also say, as the resident knitter, the knitwear in this movie is incredible. I need to know who's making those hats. Um, Yeah. The knitwear and how it looks in black and white is how I want everything I make to look. Just everything in this movie is incredible. (laughs) And even going back on a second watch, like getting the early poem and Mm -hmm. getting the early scene with the scissors you get so much mm-hmm. more on the second watch. Um, yeah. I loved, loved, loved this movie. Yay! Mm. I'm so glad. <laughs> so good. Oh, I love this one too. I mean, it was as soon as I saw it, I was like, this is going to be my number one, and nothing kind of bumped it off of that mantle. You know, it's just. Mm-hmm. It's so lovingly made. It's so beautiful. You can see the filmmaker's evolution through The Deeper You Dig to Hellbender and now Where the Devil Roams. And I have loved watching that trajectory. But more Mm -hmm. than that, I think the found family parts of this movie are so beautiful. It's like you get all of this cool body horror kind of stuff and lots of Mm -hmm. like grisly murders. But at the heart of it, it's this road movie about this found family who just loves each other despite flaws, despite trauma. And it's just beautiful. Like the movie kind of makes me weep. (laughs) It's so gorgeous. And the emotional beats are so resonant, you know? Yeah, it's it's visually stunning. Mm -hmm. I am. the use of color and uh, use of saturation and desaturation um, mm-hmm. to reflect what's internally happening with the characters, I think is brilliant. The use of vignetting to give you the sense of claustrophobia as sort of like the walls are coming in on our characters toward the end of the movie, all of that, all the visual style, it just feels inspired. Like every little beat, every little visual choice, you can feel the love and intention and intentionality in it. Um, I agree with everything you guys are saying about the soundtrack being incredible, the emotional beats being incredible. I also think it's like, I found it to also be very funny. It has very dark humor to mm-hmm. it. It does. Uh, and the sort of the domesticity moments of it really do kind of grab it and pull at your heartstrings. and make you really care about the characters. I think I love Seven. I love Eve. And I especially was blown away by Maggie, Toby Poser's performance is stellar. She's doing the thing I love, which is like the women behaving badly, but she's like powerful and soft and soft spoken and terrifying and all of those things often at the exact same time. Mm -hmm. It is, she to me is up there with like an Annie Wilkes type character. She belongs on sort of the, yeah. Um, yeah. What is that? You know, the, what is the monument with all the faces? Mount Rushmore. Mount Rushmore of like, of monstrous feminine for me, I could not love her more and be more afraid of her. She is incredible. These filmmakers are making some of the most visionary and beautiful and moving and stunning films period right now. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every movie just makes me excited to see what 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 the evolution is going to look like for the next oh my one. God. Because my I'm God, I'm so excited! I'm so excited because they have two movies that are coming out. I'm not exactly mm. sure when, mm. but they both sound mm. amazing. 
I'm so excited. They're so creative. And like we were saying that you we had so many movies this year that were like remakes or, you know, reboots or whatever of or tentpole sequels um, that didn't really live up to our expectations. And to see filmmakers who make unique, creative, standalone films, you know, it's just amazing to me, like what comes out of their heads. And the movie is also like punk it has this cool DIY aesthetic and it's also like feminist as fuck too I mean yeah. Maggie's character yeah. alone but yeah. everything that happens in this film and the I way mean, that Eve. yeah 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 Eve too exactly <laughs> exactly and the way they mm-hmm. handle like nudity and menstruation and all of these things are just so mm-hmm. cool and little touches that you don't usually see in movies and I'm so glad that they're mm-hmm. making films like this and the dentistry scene. <laughs> oh dear God! Yeah. <laughs> There's also an amputation scene that's like, woo. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. All right. How about you, Sarah? We've been we've been gushing. We haven't let you get a word in edgewise. This is also on your list. Yeah. So it was on my list. It was at number three, just because, like, it it, it was it was between this and the and and. Uh, when evil lurks, and then I saw mm-hmm. Husuera, the Bone Woman, and was like, "Okay, that one's go down a little bit." But mm-hmm. I get it. <laughs> I get yeah. that. Yeah, but, I mean, it's uh, tough. it is a tight pack at the top. Let's be honest. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, 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 it really there it was really no. Is. Yeah, it was. I, it's the, the, the I like I said, this was a this was like I said at the beginning. Like when we get to world building, the world building gets better the further mm-hmm. up we go. Mm-hmm. Like this had an amazing world build. Mm-hmm. Um, it I I found it I, I like the way they dealt with seven's trauma in it yeah yeah um you know the uh how things go sideways all because of one person's you know um inability to do something mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. yeah and just like the like i said the world building was great the cinematography was great the 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 the, the color palette the satur- like you said, the saturation and the desaturation were, were wonderful. The script was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like even when like I know that there's prob- probably a lot of stuff that was quoted from other sources that I don't know like immediately, but also just the, the talking between the characters, the way it was just so goddamn lyrical and poetic, mm-hmm. <laughs> and just I mean yeah, this was a this was a this was a really good one. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think one of my favorite lines this year, actually, Ariel, you pointed this out on the on the uh, more deadly was there's a special place in hell for thieves and I run it. Yeah, <laughs> yes. so it's great. It's just so good. Like I want that on a shirt, man. I need that I on know. a shirt. Except for people who think I'm a thief, but I'll be, maybe if I put like the name of the movie underneath it. <laughs> <laughs> just Maggie's the best, and her yeah. talking about making soup and yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like, you know, this movie may not be for everyone. Like for people who want something that's a little more action packed, a little more traditional in terms of its story structure, like they might not appreciate it the way that we do. But I think the boldness and the artistic license that these characters, these, these filmmakers take makes them exciting and fresh. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I just loved this movie. I just loved it. I was moved and horrified and challenged and inspired and it's what their films do i mean even all the way back to the deeper you dig like that one is very different 
but also you can see the sort of like the origin and the 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 their fearlessness, you know? Yeah. It's just getting stronger and stronger as their voices just get stronger and stronger and as um as Zelda gets older and more confident and you know, you were talking about that shot of the of the forest. Like that's one of Zelda's drone shots. Mm. You know? She's, she's yeah, such, she taught herself so how to do that during the pandemic and she's just been getting better and better at it. It's amazing. Yeah, really amazing. Oh, and and Tilly, you were talking about the music, which I absolutely love that they went with modern music because at one point they were thinking of doing kind of 1930s style music. But yeah. um, they came out with uh, an album for the, the like a soundtrack for the last movie, Hellbender. And we were Rachel and I were talking to Toby Poser, one of the directors um, over social media. And she says that they're about to release one for this movie. Oh, too. good. So we're going to get oh, every song. Oh, hell yeah. Okay. Yeah. I so missed the Hellbender excited. one. I am not missing this. Yeah, one. you can't. No. <laughs> I got to get it. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Any other thoughts on Devil Rome? Where the devil roams? Yes, our household yeah. has rented I mean, it and- twice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we love to see. It. Oh, right, because you showed it to Mr. Matilda. Yeah, yeah, and very popular. And what did Mr. In this Matilda house. think? Yeah, yes. oh, good. beautiful man of taste. I love it. I love it. <laughs> awesome. All right. So I don't know about you guys, but I feel like while it maybe was a late, it was like bookended like front loaded and back loaded yeah ultimately this year we got some pretty great films yeah yeah mm-hmm. i totally agree yeah. it ended up being harder than i thought to make my top 10 i kept like shuffling things around and taking things off and putting them Me back too. in because there were you know like four or five other movies that i that also could have been towards like that bottom half of my list and i didn't mm-hmm. expect that i think even just a few months ago i was like oh i don't even know if i can do a top 10 <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. a lot of horror then, movies this year really sagged in the middle. You know, like. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that is did. so it true. It really did. Oh but then gosh. it like came back. It came back. It was great. Yep. 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 I totally agree. All right. Do you guys want to hear some very quick stats on our list? Yeah. yeah. Let's go. So this marks the third year in a row that our number one movie was woman directed. Yes. Hell yes. I love nice. that. That's yep. so cool. Yep. In 2021, it was Fear Street. Yeah. In 2022, mm-hmm. it was Watcher. And now, Where the Devil Roams. Nice. So that's oh, awesome. That's cool. Um, we had 19 total movies between oh, the wow. three of us that showed mm-hmm. up on our list. And we were actually relatively in consensus this year, more so than in previous years. Um, nine of them showed up on at least two lists and only and 10 didn't. Like there were 10 that, that were between the three of us that didn't show up on anybody else's list. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Um, compare that, yeah, to last year where we also had 19 movies total, which is interesting. Huh. Um, but only seven appeared on more than one list. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I mean, well, I think maybe that points on... to that middle sag that there were fewer, like, really phenomenal ones to choose yeah. from. So mm-hmm. we were a little more in sync on it. Yeah, I think so. Last year, we only all agreed on three movies. This year, we all agreed on four. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So overall, we were just like kind of more on the same page. Um, And there were, let's see here. Um, We all, most of us only had two movies that didn't end up on the final list. Tilly was our outlier this year. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) With with four that didn't make it. Oh, sorry, Tilly. (laughs) 
That is all right. I'm just saying it's yeah. just interesting because like we all assume that Sarah's going to come in with like the yeah. wacko list. But it was actually Matilda who was like outside the box a little bit this time. Look at this. Be honest, in trivia, there's nothing in the spoiler. I don't know what's going on. I know. 2023. <laughs> it's the year. Everything's coming up Tilly. Uh, so yeah. So that is it. <laughs> So for fun, we went, we put a call out on the Discord to find out what our listeners' top ten was. Like I I did this sort of last minute. I should have done given more people more time, but we did get four four people to answer. We okay. got answers from our girl Jody, our our homie uh, Eddie. We got answers from Samantha Christ, and of course, Evil Courtney. Yeah. So I compiled right. their That's list. So cool. Right. Yeah. So I compiled their list and I did the math exactly the same way, like weighting it, okay. adding if people had multiple lists. Now. They were much more all over. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I, love I can it. see that because and just from like paying attention to the What You Watching channel on our Discord, I can kind of see that they all have pretty different tastes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Only four of the movies on their top 10 were on ours. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Super yeah. yeah. It was real, real different. Okay. So, and there were a lot of ties. So the. Like kind of in the number, there's actually a total of eleven because there was three ties at the bottom. Ooh. So I just <laughs> okay. like, it's going to be eleven. Um, and so Jody, like, what's cool is Jody also kind of like wrote in some notes about why she picked them or what she thought of them. So I'm going to kind of just run through them a little bit quickly, um, and okay. add a little commentary here and there. Sweet. Okay. So in the the final slot, which was the tied for ninth, I guess, uh, we have saw ten. Which was okay. Jody's number two this year. Whoa. I didn't even really? get a chance to see that one. That's interesting. I didn't either. Yes. She says, it's a franchise I enjoy and has more legs than Scream. Oh, interesting. So shots okay. fired. Wow. Let's keep put a pin in that. <laughs> Just put a pin in that for now. Okay. okay. Um, tied with that was Eddie's number two. Totally killer. Oh, that, that was. was yeah. That was almost on my list. It was on my list for a long time. It was on my list. So yeah. It's Thanks, so Eddie. Like, I see you. Yeah, Eddie <laughs> gets it, right? <laughs> um, and then a tied with those as well is one that was, uh, I think it was one, I don't know if it ended up on my list this time, but it was like on and off my list if it didn't end up on my final list, which was Thanksgiving, which was on two of our, our Discord. Yep. Oh, good. Yeah, I had that on my list too. It was just one of the... Other than Cocaine Bear, I think that was the most fun I had at a theater this year. Yeah. I just had such a good time watching mm. it. It just felt like yeah. a throwback to those late 90s, early 2000s slasher movies that I grew up with and really mm -hmm. loved. And it's just so gory. And I mean, a woman is turned into a turkey. Like, what more do you want? You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Matilda, you're going to love it. <laughs> I can hear him until the recoiling at that. I know. <laughs> There it is. There it is. <laughs> Energy. <laughs> no, I mean, like, I think that's ultimately why it fell off my final ten top 10 is because, yeah. like, it was on it because it was, like, the best executed version of that kind of movie. And we saw a handful of slashers this year. And this is definitely the best of the bunch. But it, like, didn't alter. Like, I appreciated the kills. And it's, mm -hmm. like, it, I should love it more than I do ultimately did and i think <laughs> i didn't end up including it on my final i did when i did bgh but i didn't on this one because i had had a little more time to live with it and i was like yeah. you know what i just didn't love it like i appreciated it but i didn't love it and the kills were great but i would never rewatch it you know what i mean so it ended up gotcha. falling off mine yeah i i right. totally get that 
That, that makes sense yeah. to me. All right. In the number eight spot, which will be tied with the seven. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, actually, they had two. They had, that's also on our list. All right. M- ignore all that thing I said at the beginning about having crossover. Anyway. Okay. Um, <laughs> so remember Jody said that she preferred Saw as a franchise? Yeah. Yes. Ironically, her number one this year was Scream 6. <laughs> <laughs> which fell into the eighth spot. That's hilarious, said, Jody. <laughs> yeah. She says she missed Nev, but she enjoyed the return of Kirby. And honestly, same girl. Yeah. And you might end up getting Nev back on the way things are going over at ass. There's nobody HQ else left. These days. <laughs> um, right? Yeah. Right? I mean, I, I get that. It was on my list for a really long time, too. I had a really good time watching that. The last, the movie prior was like a, bummer for me I really didn't enjoy it very much so this Mm -hmm. was kind of like a relief (laughs) to have something that I liked more I had some problems with like the lack of people dying and I didn't think they utilized Kirby as well as they could have and I don't totally like what happened with Gail but I did have a lot of fun watching it so I get why it would be on your list Interesting. I was actually happy with how they dealt with Gail because I was like, if they fucking kill her off, oh no, no, I did not want them disposable. To kill her. No, I was gonna be hot, but I oh also my god, feel I would like been so mad. Basically, if she stays, it's just a countdown to when they're like, okay, we're done with her. You yeah. know what I mean? So that's it's why like, I was kind of hoping she got to go would... out kind of heroically. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, that cell phone scene is pretty great in her apartment. Yeah, I'm. That. Yeah, I mean. Yes, I, I was pretty happy with it. But <laughs> yeah. I also am like, fine, if you were not. I And I felt like Scream 6 was a massive course correction from the last one, which I yes. also really disliked. The only thing I liked about it was Jazz and Savoy Brown. Like, literally, yep. that was the only thing I liked about it. So expanding her character was the right move. Maybe they make her the new Sydney. You know what I mean? That I would be very Well, I mean, I for. thought that's kind of what they were going to do was like retire the older More characters Mindy. and move on to a new group. And then they just keep not doing right. that. And I think that's a mistake because right. I think you're right. I do not want to see a lesser version of Scream where you also care, kill off every legacy character one by one, movie yeah. by movie. Yeah. Like that's not fun right. for me. Just move on to yeah. different characters. Yeah. And to be honest, like the 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 two main characters are probably my least favorite of the new batch. So yeah. it sucks. I think I it's bullshit that they fired um, Melissa Agreed. Barrera. But – at the but same I also time, didn't really enjoy her character, and the story with Billy Loomis's ghost was no, such bullshit. I cannot look at crap. that CGI again. I cannot. I can't. Look at it again. I can't do Don't it. Don't make no, me. I'm done. No, I'm no. done with that. So yeah, if we want to just my move fear on, is, is if we focus on the brother and sister that we're going to get CGI uh, Randy's. <laughs> oh dear God, no, no! <laughs> you're right, Sarah. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Just kill it. Just kill it. It's fine. It's over. It's done. No, there's still money to be made. It'll come back. All right, yeah. number seven is the blackening. Okay, awesome. Uh, J- Jody had it on her list. She said it's so smart, so funny, excellent mm-hmm. movie, and I agree. All right, now proving that Jody and Eddie love fun. Okay. They included in the number six spot one of mine that didn't make the list, which is Rinfield. Oh yeah, that, that was, was on my list for a while too. It's so much fun. Nick Cage is so perfectly cast as Dracula and the all of the stuff where they insert him into the old Dracula films oh, is so, so amazing. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's just camp. It's camp and then also like surprisingly gory. It's silly. It's not the art 
that is, you know, where the devil roams. But my God, this was my most fun experience in the theater. Yeah, I was the actually going to say, I, I kind of forgot about the fact that I saw that in the theater, but it was really, really fun. It's such a silly movie, and I love the slapstick way that they handled the gore in it. That was really yeah. fun for me. I wasn't totally on board with Aquafina's character, but That's other fair. than that, I really, really liked it. Yeah, it was a good time. I mean, you just right, want Nick then, Cage to be Nick Cage, and he he definitely did that. In the film. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm saying he's perfectly cast because the oh, yeah. silliness in the camp makes yep. absolute sense, and also like the weird narcissism, like all of <laughs> yeah. it makes sense for that character. So I don't know. I was spot delighted. on. Yeah. Uh, well, number five is. Oh, sorry, Sarah. Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say that we talk about the weird narcissism. I know Cat posted in what she'd been listening an interview with Nicolas Cage. Where oh, he uh-huh. talks about how he's the one that invented the slogan cage rage. <laughs> he did? Or is he just like taking credit for his stuff now? He's just taking credit for it. <laughs> Good for him. Good for Nick <laughs> That's Cage. Ridiculous. Like embrace it. You could, he could eat. Here's the thing is the other option is he could be like up his own ass and like oh, no, no, no. about it. Yeah. I would, I prefer that. it. No, yeah. like he, like I think he gets and doesn't get it at the same time. <laughs> he, he fancies himself a thespian. But I don't know. Right. It could be worse. I know. (laughs) True. Uh, Okay. Uh, Number five, Cocaine Bear, which was Semantic Christ's number one. Hell yes, (laughs) Semantic Christ. Way to go. That's an awesome number one. I I full-heartedly endorse that. (laughs) Yeah. When he sent his list, I was like, wrote it back like, fuck yeah. (laughs) Good for you. Good for you. Picking Cocaine Bear for your number one. I feel like that's. That's bold, you know? I like yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, it was also on Jody's list who said, Bargo Martindale is my hero. And 100%. <laughs> yes. All right. One that did not make our list. It was, I believe, on Sarah's, but it did not make the final list, which is kind of amazing considering it is a very beloved franchise, which is Evil Dead Rise. Mm, um, yeah. And it was the only movie that was on all four of our uh, Discorders list. Oh, oh that's interesting. I can kind of Mm -hmm. see it. I mean, I had some problems with it, but it is also a really good time. It's very bloody and very gory. And that Rat King scene at the end with the bodies, that was good. I think I need to see it again. I think I saw it was like right after Roe getting rolled back or like in the aftermath of that. And so like when the motivation of the main character was about like keeping her pregnancy and that was like all the tension, not all the tension, but like a mm. large portion of the tension was about her being pregnant. I was like, fuck this movie. Fuck this huh. pro-life movie. You know, and I <laughs> okay. maybe was unfair to it. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't have I a know. strong of reaction. I, like, I totally see what you're saying about it. My reaction to that piece of it wasn't th- as strong as yours, but I also saw it a lot later in the year. So maybe that had something mm-hmm. to do with it. Mm. I was also fresh after watching like a bunch of Marvel movies where like every female superhero's life revolved like it all of their motivation was about like pregnancy and stuff. Okay. And I was like, yeah. what? And ch- and yeah. being a mom, like I mean, we're talking about like the two female Avengers both having that be their motivation. I was just like, fuck huh. this shit. And so I yeah. think I think I was unfair to that movie. And so I do at some point want to rewatch it. I had like a big argument with Larry about it when we reviewed it because I was just like super up my own, you know, pro-life ass. <laughs> so I, I think I need to give that thing another. I, it, it deserves another day in court, I think. I think I've been too hard on it. All right. 
But proving that our listeners are people of taste, number three is Birth Rebirth, which ended up on two of their lists. Oh, good. Mm -hmm. Love it. All right. And finally, the top two in the number two spot is When Evil Lurks. Okay. Which was only on two lists. Yeah. But it actually ended up placing higher than on those lists than what ended up in the number one spot. Um, And it was Eddie's number one this year. Oh, okay. Yeah. Makes sense to me. Yeah. Yep. Last but not least, number one for 2023, according to our Discord list, which was also Evil Corny's number one, is Talk to Me. It was on three mm-hmm. of the lists. Hell yes. <laughs> yes. Jody had it on our list. She was, but, but had some issues with it. She said, this should be higher. I wish they had leaned less into the grief whore and more into the horrors of peer pressure and social media. Mm. That said, it was really good to see a woman of color in a lead role in a horror movie. Ace, the gore was gnarly. <laughs> Agree. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Totally. So, yeah. Yeah, so that was fun. I think we'll do this again next year. I'll do a better job of putting the call out sooner so we can have a more comprehensive list. But um, just it was fun to see how different their list. Like as they were coming in, I was like, oh, this is different. Yeah, I love that. I love that because sometimes you're right. Like we're all in sync on things. So it's interesting to hear other people's perspectives on it. I mean, we also tend to funnel towards mostly the same movies because we like keep track and are like, this movie yeah. like if i see you guys give an arrow down or arrow sideways or something i'm like well that's not getting my time yeah <laughs> <laughs> so for people who are outside of our like google doc bubble like it's interesting to see what ends up on their yeah. list yeah do you guys want to hear what was on their list that didn't make the top 10 yeah oh sure all right bo is afraid <laughs> okay uh the angry black girl and her monster yeah yes great movie mm-hmm. <laughs> Onyx of the Fortuitous and the Talisman of Souls, which I think I'm the only one of us that saw. I didn't Uh see that one. Yeah, I didn't see it. Sarah, I feel like you might have fun with that one. It's very silly, but I liked it far more than I expected to. Yeah, it's one of those. It's all on my watch list and and, uh, just didn't get around to it. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, it's not something I think you have to like prioritize, but if you are like need something light and fluffy and fun and a little and a little like gooey. This is a good one. Uh, <laughs> knock at the cabin, which speaking Ugh. of things, someone put a sideways arrow on it. I was like, well, I won't be saying that. Uh, I really just that movie. <laughs> just wa- read yeah. the book. If Whoever put that on their list also read the book. The book is excellent. <laughs> <laughs> so Mithrigan, which didn't make any, didn't really make our list. No, Skinner it Marink. almost did for me because it's so much fun. Skinnamarink. Who, oh, is that Jody? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, Ineas Min. I think oh, she maybe okay. is more patient than i am because <laughs> i um, almost watched that satan loves you which i really want to see wait which what is that documentary satan loves you oh yeah yeah oh uh, uh-huh. that's a, that's a good one but uh uh you rachel might have the same sort of like triggering reaction having grown up in that kind of uh uh-huh. fundamental this world that uh yeah the other parts of my household did yeah, I kind of want to touch that third rail. I don't know. Oh. Yeah. Is, is, that the, is this the Michelle Remembers documentary? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Um, Where the Devil's Roams, My Animal, Suitable Flesh, The Sacrifice Game, Perpetrator, yes, yeah. and Attachment. Yes. Nobody else watched Did anybody else watch Attachment? Yes, no. I did. Did you like was, it? Wait, was that the queer um, Jewish horror movie? 
Yes. Yeah, I watched that. That was good. I loved that movie. It didn't. Yeah, it, it like didn't... it was all. It was on the bubble of my number ten spot. Yeah. But I nobody talked about it this year, and I actually thought it was kind of great. Yeah, I totally agree. And it's such like an emotional movie too, in some mm-hmm. ways. Like the relationships are really kind of quiet and interesting. I don't know. And I, I think people should give it a chance. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People should give it a chance I, for sure. I'm sad it's not woman directed because I it's the movie I wanted to talk to you about this year. Uh-huh. <laughs> that we didn't get to. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Awesome. All right. So those are the top 10 lists. Let's really quickly run through some honorable mentions. Uh, Ariel, give me two honorable mentions this year that didn't make your list that you want to highlight. Um, yeah. So I picked Cobweb. That was on my list, yes. my top 10. Mm-hmm. I just had so much fun with this one. I know it's not like the best movie of the year or anything, and that there maybe were movies that were better than it that didn't make my top 10, but I had such a good time. I watched it in the dark, like late at night after everybody had gone to bed, and I found it like creepy and really fun. And then uh, my niece, I'm trying to turn her girlfriend into a horror fan. And so I've been like slowly showing her kind of fun horror movies. And I showed them Cobweb and they both really liked it too. So it was just like a fun experience, which is why it ended up on my list. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I, I also, it. yeah, it's great. It's great. <laughs> yeah. It's Honestly, a great dark fairy tale. Anthony Starr is terrifying. Lizzie Kaplan is camp. Like yeah. there's so much they're to so love. Good. Oh, yeah. That scene mm-hmm. going out to the car. Monst- yes. Ooh, yes. <laughs> It's so good. And yes. it does something like what happens to the parents. I didn't expect the first time I saw no. it. So no, no, no. <laughs> it was really fun. And there is a decapitation scene that is a ton of fun. Yeah. Yeah, there is. Chomp, um, chomp. This is hard because there were like so many other movies I wanted to talk about in my honorable mentions. I had like a long list. But one of the ones that I know Rachel and I both really enjoyed this year was Unwelcome. You can watch this one on Shudder. It's about this like couple who moved to a house in like rural Ireland and then uh, uh, some sort of bad things happen and they're able to use like goblins to take revenge and it's really fun. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. I just thought that one was a good time and I didn't really hear anybody talking about it other than you. So. Yep. It is underseen, underappreciated. I feel. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right, but how you? How about you, Tilly? What are your uh, honorable mentions? Uh, so I have one big one and one little one for my honorable mentions. Okay. Uh, the big I one like I saw, I don't know, 36 hours ago. Um, and it almost <laughs> rocked my whole list until I figured out that it is horror adjacent and not horror. And then I made the decision to put it in my honorable mentions. And that is Poor Things. Mm, I need to see this. Um, Me too. Unlike most of the time when I recommend a movie to you all and I'm like, this is terrible. You have to see it. Um, Uh You know, and this destroyed me. You have to see it. You will have (laughs) the best time. (laughs) This is so much fun. It is so funny. Um, Initially, there's something in the like Emma Stone character and something that she's doing where I was like, "Uh oh, but um, it it resolves quickly. and it is so fun. It is one of the best good for her movies that I've seen in years. Mm, that's um, all you had to say, babe. And yeah. the, co- <laughs> the costuming with, I mean, it's a retelling of a Frankenstein story. Everyone is having an amazing time. Everyone is great in it. 
and the costuming and the visuals are incredible. The sleeves in this movie alone are enough to just be worth the price of the ticket. So just... What's bigger, the sleeves or the cod pieces? Oh, <laughs> I've heard sleeves. Okay. <laughs> I heard about some cod pieces. Oh, no. The level of power shoulder in this movie mm. <laughs> is like, uh, <laughs> like designing women could never. Like, I can't even tell you. Oh, wow. Wow. Like, yeah. love it. Incredible. Like um, Anne of Green Gables puff sleeve level. Okay. How oh, about it? Like, How about it? <laughs> I mean, there, you got to see him. You got to see him. Um, okay. Sold. And the, the littler movie that I want to recommend is a movie called Influencer. That's on Shutter. Did anyone else mm-hmm. watch this? I didn't. I get a did, and it's to. very good. Yeah, I liked it very much. I liked it very much in a kind of updated single white female way. Hmm. Uh, it's like updated. There's some twists and turns. Yeah. Uh-huh. You don't. Uh-huh. You uh-huh. think you know what you're gonna get? It's a little more complicated than that, and it's really effective. Yep. So if you want to like have a yep. good fun afternoon, um kind of horror movie i think this would be a really fun one for us to talk about too yeah yeah those are my two i would be into that yep all right awesome so for me it was godzilla minus one oh i'm so sad i didn't get to see that one well hopefully they'll i mean i think it's gonna be black and white unfortunately when it comes back to the theaters but it it, which is a bummer because honestly this is the best way to see this is on the biggest screen possible it is kind of the perfect movie for Matilda and I to go see because it is a total disaster movie but uh-huh. then it also has usually these movies they're really good at the disaster part but the human part you're just like yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. get to the next like it, it just get to the part where he's tearing down a building I'm not interested in any of the people this actually does an excellent job with the characters and the human aspect um I found it very moving in parts it's and it has updated its metaphors around Godzilla in really interesting ways um, specifically, you know, the original one, it's about like, you know, it's about the nuclear bomb, right? Like that's mm-hmm. Godzilla's nuclear breath, all that stuff, right? This time it becomes this metaphor for PTSD and um, oh, interesting. like as Godzilla is like growing beneath the water and coming up and surfacing out of the water, it's like it's mirroring this character's guilt because the main character is a kamikaze pilot that at the last minute decided to pretend he had engine failure instead uh, okay. of actually following through. And so like his loss of honor and all, but then it's also super critical of the Japanese government and the use of kamikaze pilots and the disposability of people, like all of that stuff is fascinating. And it's ultimately about like people coming together despite the government. Like it's just good. It's just good. And it looks incredible. And I loved it. And if you're going to watch any Godzilla movie, this is the one to watch. Yeah. It's great. Yep. And then my other honorable mention, we actually ended up touching on our earlier, so I don't need to go too deep into it, which is just Renfield. I just love that movie. <laughs> so, so much fun. fun. And like, we deserve nice things sometimes that are just fun and like serotonin builders. This is the one. Mm-hmm. I loved it. All right, Sarah, your turn. What are your honorable mentions? So my first honorable mention is uh, Unseen, which... I'm so glad someone else saw this. Oh, this was so much fun. Yes, it's joyful. And and just the absurdity with Missy Pyle's character and her husband. And, oh, wow. Yeah. So uh, for those of you that don't know, Unseen is about a a young lady who comes to her job at the convenience store. And uh, she accidentally 
uh, dials the wrong number and then that number ends up calling her back and it's a young woman who is the the convenience stores in Florida the young woman is in uh, Michigan and she has been kidnapped by her her abusive ex-boyfriend and she's managed to escape and he's hunting her and so she's having okay. to stay on the phone with the uh, convenience store worker because her glasses are smashed she can't see anything and She's trying to get out of the forest. That mm -hmm. sounds good. Yeah, it's it, very good. It is. It's like the fr and they like kind of develop a friendship over the course of the thing, and it's like they both have stuff going on in their lives. I don't know. It's yeah. it's like really they, they, they talk. It's about, cozy. They, they talk about more stuff than just the abusive boyfriend. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it's actually really a sweet movie. Um, that has some, you know, like tense moments. Um, woman directed. It's on Shutter. I highly recommend it. I enjoyed it a lot. Excellent. And then my second one is mm -hmm. uh, Slother House. Surprise! Surprise! <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, I know people are going to be like, really? Or if they've seen it, oh, that movie was horrible. The characters are obnoxious. Hey, it was everything it set out to be. It is a. It, it is a bunch of uh, sorority girls getting killed by a sloth. Okay, it's right. It, it you get what you you, you get what you, you you paid for, which is nothing if you have Hulu. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and and yeah, I mean, yeah, you don't go to the hardware store. Award. It's got a, it's a got steak. a sloth. Yeah. It's got a sloth keeping a, a social media account. <laughs> but it's fun. Perfect. All right, you guys, we are, this is, episode is running super, super long. So let's just go through the general discussion really quickly. Let's just name, name the things and keep it moving. Sound good? Okay. Yep. Yep. Okay. All right. All right. Most fun, Ariel. Uh, cocaine bear. Matilda. Totally killer. Sarah. Cocaine bear. So I'm going to cheat and go off my list with the uh, movie that, uh, was not on my list, but I had the most fun with, surprisingly, The Pope's Exorcist. Oh, yes. God damn. That movie was so much fucking fun. I love that movie. It's way more fun than it had any right Yes. I'm All so right. glad they're going to make a bunch of them. Most, our best emotional gut punch. Eric, Matilda, is your moment to shine. What is it? <laughs> I am cheating. Uh, it's The Last of Us. Oh. Ooh. That's actually the right answer. Yeah. Like every moment of yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I baby, binged it on a plane for season two. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> season two is even worse. All right. <laughs> um, <laughs> Ariel, gut punch. Yeah. So this is where I pick the hair scene from When Evil Lurks. Yeah. That's a gut punch. And that's sort yeah. of when you realize it's all over, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Sarah. Yeah, actually, that was my emotional gut punch also. That scene is just oh, mm. brilliant. Yeah, mm -hmm. so good. For me, it's Riley smashing his face and tearing out his eye. <laughs> Talk to me. <laughs> Honestly, anytime Riley got hurt, like it was just yeah. I was beside myself. Yeah. All right. Good for her. Matilda. The Wrath of Becky. Yes, mm, bitch. Nice. Oh, that movie is so That is so What's much your fun. your son's name? Adolf. That's <laughs> <laughs> so good. Uh, Ariel. Uh, the end of Husuera. Ooh, that's a good one. Yes. Sarah. 
Slaughterhouse. Okay, right. did not expect that. Awesome. For me, it's the ending of Unwelcome. And if you know, you know. Oh, that's a good one, too. <laughs> so good. I was yeah. wondering Roses. if somebody was going to say Cocaine Bear. Yeah, I mean, she, yeah. she's just yeah, a single mom. That's right. Trying to do her best. That's right. You know, she, she she's just trying to do her best. All right. Grossest scene, Matilda. Uh, the when evil lurks return of the wife. Ooh, OK, that's yes. a good one. That's a good one. Ariel. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say when evil lurks, but the guy in the bed in the beginning. Ooh, that's also a good one. Also a good one when he's just pussing everywhere. Oh, yeah. Sarah. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta go with Matilda on this. When, uh, it, you know, when when mom's walking down the road, when the brother finds her at the, uh, on, walking down the road with the kid. Yeah, right. yeah. I'm gonna cheat. I have two. One is the and swallowed since nobody else has seen it. But for those who have the removing parasites through anal fisting scene and then the oh one my. other people may have seen which is is the saw 10 marrow extraction Ooh, that was okay. gross okay <laughs> most unsettling ariel or sorry yeah Mitilda. oh oh Mitilda. most uh, unsettling this is uh for me this is the riley and talk to me yeah it's rough stuff mm -hmm. ariel mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, I thought it was one of mine, too, but I'm going to go with the scene in Birth Rebirth where she drugs the woman at the end and things kind of go haywire. I found that to be that very uncomfortable. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, Sarah. Mm, most unsettling. The last scene of Good Boy. Oh, I didn't see that. Was it good? It's good. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> for me, it's the first act of Bo is Afraid. <laughs> Oh, yeah. When yeah. those people are yeah. going in the door, I wanted to die. Also, <laughs> I didn't like seeing a brown raccoon flying around, you know, skittering around sure. a, a, an apartment mm -hmm. either. All right. Best scare of the year, Matilda. Uh, for me, it is the two minutes of unrelenting mayhem in When Evil Lurks. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. How about you, Ariel? Head smash and talk to me. Ugh. Mm. ugh. Okay, Sarah. Dog scene in e when evil works. Yeah, mm, that's a, a good one. one for me because it was so shocking. The sniper in uh VHS 85. Mm, yeah, okay. yeah, I could see when that. that chick gets it in the jaw. Oh my god, yeah, I was like, <gasps> <laughs> All right, overall thoughts on the year in horror. I feel like we kind of covered yeah, this, but that. I would yeah. say, Women to the front, baby, yeah. <laughs> And awesome. poor people leading normal lives. Well, yeah. yeah. What? What? Do you have a favorite ca queer character this year, Sarah? Uh, Sorry, I'm totally putting you on the spot. If no, the answer no, no. Is no I, that's okay. I, I, I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to think of all. Um, um, the lover in Hiswerda. Oh, Octavia. Yeah. Octavia. Yeah. That's the yeah. Best. That's a good answer. She's so good. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So that is it for our list. What did you guys think, listeners? Did you like it? Did you agree? Are we crazy? Uh, did you watch Where the Devil Roams? Are you going to watch it now? The answer better be yes. Whatever the case may be, <laughs> we love to hear from you. If you have some thoughts on what you'd like to hear from us in 2024 or some things that you appreciated about 2023, those would be great things to write us about. We'd love to hear about them. 
You can email us at rachel at zombiegirls.com. You can come chat with us over on the Zombie Girls Facebook page. Or you can slide into the DMs at on Twitter, Instagram, and threads at ZG Podcasts. If you're enjoying the show, please leave us a review. Rate us, review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you're getting your pods. Spotify, Audible, whatever the case may be. If you're looking for something spooky to watch tonight because you've already watched all the top 10, well, then you can always find out what's happening on our video on demand and streaming calendar at zombiegirls.com where we keep track of all the spooky doings that are happening on all the merry several many every week i feel like there's a new streaming service like i just discovered fright night that's a freaking streaming service mm-hmm. i need to pay attention to oh. now but you don't have to pay attention to that because i pay attention to that you can find out all about it on the vod page um and if you want to support us join our patreon it's awesome you get bonus episodes extended episodes we we before we started recording today mapped out a ton of really awesome bonus content from each of your favorite zgs that'll be rolling out all year long so now is the time to join the patreon because good shit is coming and you get to join our our discord which you know is awesome and always hopping we're always on there um and oh and buy some of our sweet sweet merch at zombiegirls.com forward slash merch all right so plan for next episode we don't we're actually kind of working through a little bit of a backlog of some stuff that needed to get edited so i can't remember ariel do you remember what the next episode coming out is is it brazil i think you wanted brazil and then shame holes awesome all right so plan for the next episode will be we have a special, special guest, one of our very favorite people who we've met through the podcast, and that is, of course, our beloved Eddie, who, for his birthday, requested that we watch his favorite movie and discuss it. So we reviewed the film, the classic Brazil. So that will be coming to your feeds very soon. All right. So unless you're sticking out, sticking around for the extended episode, where we're going to be discussing two things, the worst tour of the year, and there is one answer, baby. <laughs> and also what we're on a more positive note what we're looking forward to in 2024 that is it for us ariel take us out all right thanks you guys for listening to another episode of the zombie girls we really hope you liked our breakdown of our top 10 list whether you agreed or disagreed and we'll be back next time for brazil bye everybody bye bye bye, bye everybody 2023, fuck you! (laughs) (laughs) Thanks everybody for listening and to all my co-hosts for waking up early every month just to talk about horror movies with me. Production on this episode was done by yours truly. Our theme song for the show is 80s Halloween Horror by Megan McDuffie. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the extended episode, the last one of 2023, although you will be hearing this in 2024 because it will be 2024 in nine hours, eight and a half hours. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Welcome to 2024, I guess is what I'm saying. Anywho, we're back. We're going to talk. We've been doing a lot of love, a lot of praising, a lot of gushing, a lot of geeking out. Now we're about to become haters. The question is, do we want to wait a few minutes to become haters after the the paywall drops? I think yes. Should we start on a – or do we want to close out on a positive note? What do you think? I would say maybe start with the bad ones. Start with the bad ones? Yeah, get people hooked. (laughs) (laughs) I love that we're giving giving away all the secrets, all the behind the scenes right now. Just like – to be fair though, like – 
I was talking. Okay. So one of my neighbors is a filmmaker. Yeah. And I was talking to them about how like we try to really focus on films that we actually like as opposed Mm -hmm. to like tearing down films that we don't, especially if they're like indie films, because, you know, they're doing something I can't do. Like every every film is a miracle that gets made practically, especially independent ones. So it it does feel a little uh, I feel a little about tearing down movies. Mm -hmm. But. If there was ever a time, right? Yeah, let's do <laughs> you can't, it. You can't, you can't do better if you don't know better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys ever feel guilty about giving bad reviews or do you feel pretty okay about it? I don't mind giving a bad review if it's, if I can do it constructively. Yeah. You know, um, and considering some of the stuff that I watch, like, it's, it's not... Like I can forgive sharks, sharks of the corn, for the bad acting and the bad scripts. <laughs> right, right. You know, that's sort of the point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you know, I if it if it was the others part two, I'd be like, really, Nicole, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. I guess there's like a power dynamic, right? Like if it's yeah. like a studio thing, who where they have a ton of money and like there's a bunch of like coked out executives making choices like it doesn't feel as bad as like like you said like corn sharks because you know that's like somebody who has like 50 bucks and a camcorder and dream you know yeah <laughs> yeah this is a real, I don't like, like uh stealing from nordstrom versus stealing from the corner store kind of yes. um, yeah feeling. exactly <laughs> uh-huh yeah uh-huh that being said I will be talking about independent in my horse stuff. Yeah. But like, nah, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Uh, well, well, I mean, right. as long as you can say something other than, it was sucks and it's stupid. Like, yeah, that's not that's constructive. True. That, yeah. That's not even a full-fledged f- opinion. Yeah. But Rachel sometimes just you just... Tends to, you tend to be uncomfortable about giving any negative feedback. I feel yeah. like I'm the one who's more comfortable where, like, you've labeled me the Siskel because of that sometimes. You are the Siskel. <laughs> <laughs> it is true. I give Ebert energy. You give Siskel energy. So, Rachel, no. you always miss so the point? Rude. What's that? I said, so, Rachel, you always miss the point? Yeah. <laughs> I th- <laughs> Thank you, Sarah. All right. Don't you don't need to feed him, but her ego's big enough, all right? (laughs) Ah Pet Cemetery. Um, okay. So let's get into some of the movies that maybe did not connect as much as we would have liked them to. Okay. 